Have you ever wanted to start your very own podcast? Sorry, that's a dumb question. Of course you wanted to start your own podcast. Podcasting's amazing. Head on over to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Use promo code GAMEPINIONS. And then you, that's right, you listening to this right now, you can have a free month of podcast hosting service. And also, if you take that promo code, you can also get a free month of stats so you can keep track of that podcast that you're working so hard on. Blueberry is incredible, and the features are simply amazing. I don't have time to talk about them, though, because I have to start my own show. So after this episode of Game Pinions, make sure you head on over to Blueberry.com, look up what it is all about, use promo code Game Pinions, and get started on an adventure of a lifetime. Welcome to Game Pinions episode 25. I'm your host, Calvin, and today I'm joined by the man who's always out of bubble gum and rocking a brand new boom arm, TJ. How's it going, TJ? Pretty good. I'm loving this new boom arm. Been it's nice. I've been using it for about uh, 10 minutes now. There you go. Love it. It. Uh, I've, I've had mine for a long time, and I really like mine a lot. It makes things so much easier. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, it's kind of one of those luxuries that... You don't really like appreciate until like you kind of go back to a mic stand for a little while. So much better. Yeah, this is the first time I get to lean back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I've kind of had this luxury where I can put it wherever I want. Um, TJ's been pretty much hunched over the table up up on his mic stand, so uh, this is definitely a, a big change for him. Um, and uh, we weren't around last week. Things just got busy. We wanted to take time for this particular episode to really get into, um, you know, some extra thoughts and all that other good stuff that's going to, you know, help this episode uh, do a little bit better. And, yeah, it was, I was just tired last week. So <laughs> we're back again this week, re-energized, uh, re-ready to go. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to have a, a really good episode today. So, um we haven't done this for a while. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been a few episodes, so it's probably almost been a month since we uh, were talking about uh, what we've been playing. So would you like to, to start that? Well, here's the thing. I haven't changed one bit. <laughs> I've literally played the exact same games I have for the past six months, and that's Dark Souls 3, a little bit of Bloodborne, and Rocket League, and that's it. So you, you've been playing Rocket League? Yeah. Uh, not so much this week been playing a lot of uh, Dark Souls 3 co-op, helping my Dark Souls 3 colleagues out there. Um, but, yeah, you know, they just did uh, week number 10 of Rocket Pass, so there's definitely a few achievements to unlock and get some extra XP to get some more painted items from Rocket Pass 3. So this weekend I'll hop more on to that. Um, yeah, I haven't, just haven't felt like playing that this week. But, you know, you got to because I imagine the season will come to an end fairly shortly, maybe with maybe within a month. Yeah. And I haven't quite gotten Diamond yet. Okay. I only have, uh, I have five out of ten wins. Uh, they are doing this 80s thing. We talked about this before. Radical summer. That's right. <laughs> Radical. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, so that's going on. You do get special items, which really aren't all that great, but. They kind of suck. They do, but. 
you know, it's stuffed and uh, I want it. So the thing about this this particular event, they've done special events in the past where you use that special in-game currency. In this case, it's cassettes to purchase, yeah, somewhat lame items, uh, lamer than what you typically find in a crate. But uh, like I said, it is free. You don't have to pay for it, work for it a little bit. You There's like three rounds of this. Maybe in round two and three, where they do more pop culture instead of... Well, I guess that is fairly pop culture. They're doing like TV and then movies. They're, they're being more specific. I forget what the what the layers of this are. But July 1st, I think, when the new one pops up. So there's like four days to get all this stuff and a few golden egg crates, which are just items that uh, I guess are available in other crates that you may have lingering around. Maybe more rarer items that aren't seen as much in the newer crates. Uh, the golden eggs are part of the event, and you have four days to get uh, five of them on top of the other items that are available with those cassettes. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, I opened up a couple golden eggs. Is is a golden egg some kind of '80s reference? Because I don't know. Okay, so no. it's kind of random. The golden egg's been there before. Every time I've gotten one, it's been disappointing. Okay. I don't think I've gotten any well, you know. Highly sought after item from Rocket League, uh, so they haven't really impressed me so far. Uh, case in point, when I opened one, maybe this weekend, it was like a decal for a car I don't use. Oh, okay. Rocket League, Rocket Leaguers, worst nightmare. Hey, at least it wasn't snakeskin, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't snakeskin, but it could be. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> You so could we'll be see. lucky enough to have uh, snakeskin for. I just wish if you had snakeskin, I wish it just applied to all the cars. You know the, uh, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? <laughs> um, instead of Indiana Jones looking down in the pit, Cal is looking into his inventory. <laughs> snakeskins. <laughs> Why did it have to be snakeskins? <laughs> uh, it's uh, <laughs> that yeah that that whole snakeskin uh, paint scheme sucks. Um, I mean, on the Dominus, it looks fantastic, but you've got so many of them. Yeah, I mean, they're not you know, special. If you had all this stuff already, and uh, snakeskin was a new thing, on the Dominus in particular, it probably look it would probably look pretty cool. I mean, yeah. that's a very Western type of car, mm-hmm. and you know, the Southwest is when you think of where you think of snakes. I think in, in most cases. So, uh, yeah, d- definitely. I don't, I don't think I've ever. I never see people wear snakeskin when I'm playing online. Uh, yeah, I think it would be pretty neat if it came around today because it would just be so different. But yeah. when you look at it, it's just really ordinary, unless it's on the Dominus, which it looks kind of cool. It's funny because when they first like started coming out with like these uh, you know, loot boxes or whatever they're considered, chests, um, I saw the snakeskin. I'm like, man, I really wish I'd get snakeskin, but I probably won't ever get it because you know it's all randomized. It looks neat. And now it's like I have so many, it's like I couldn't give a, a crap about the snakeskin. It's like just enough. Yeah, that one wish you'd rather take back. <laughs> yeah, it's like I could have, you know, if I could go back in time, I would have just slapped myself right in the face. Um, now, I did get some cool wheels with a golden egg. What wheels were those? Um, I don't really know, like, exactly what, what, what it's called. Yeah. But it's kind of like one of those, like, light-up infinity mirrors. You know what I'm talking okay, about? Okay, uh, infinitum wheels, I think. Uh, were they painted at all? Well, it's like a well, it's like a you know, like the infinity mirrors. Like you look in it, and it looks like it goes on forever. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. It's like those, but it it's kind of it kind of matches. Like I think like my red and blue uh, Phillies paint scheme, 
But it looks cool, like because it kind of gives off like a three D effect. Yeah, I think I those, didn't have those. Right. Okay. I actually just got them the last time they did a double painted double XP weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I got a, uh, at least one painted version of those. Ooh. I think those were the sky blue ones maybe oh that sounds good and just the regular blue and orange ones which i think i think that's what i, I have. think that's what you may have yeah. yeah um so they look pretty cool um have you dabbled in the uh ghostbusters mode i have not played that once okay and uh i don't know uh probably try that when i finish up the diamond stuff i usually just do casual threes okay uh, all right that's like the low pressure version of that game yeah yeah um i i've been playing rocket league 2 actually um, quite a bit. Uh, my nightly gaming schedule has been play MLB. Um, so once again, not much change for me either. Um, and then I hop on to Rocket League after two games at MLB. And we play that until uh, I can't stand it anymore or I start, you know, hitting the goal, hitting in. Uh, <laughs> you start hitting, messing up. Yeah. yeah, I start hitting the ball into our own goal. Couldn't get that out. Um, and then it's like, all right, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. Um, or, you know, until I get banned, one or the other. Um, have, you, have you had any chat bans recently? Not recently. Um, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I didn't really think what I said was bad, but, um, you know, my Rocket League chats are borderline incriminating. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. What I've been doing recently is just turning off, turning on, uh, limiting the chat to Team Quick Chat. Wow. And especially for doubles. Doubles is horrendously toxic. Yeah. And I'm not saying I haven't said some mean things. I really do regret doing that. But uh, I'm trying to be better. And I think one of the ways I'm uh, helping myself is turning off that uh, limiting the, the chat to team quick chat. And yeah. it really does help a lot. Um, you know, they can't really say mean things to you either. So it keeps everyone kind <laughs> of calm. <laughs> Uh, I think that's that's where it really is more fun. Where you know you're you know you're playing good games. You're not being too crass. You you and John, you're, you're just goofy. Yeah. Some people are actually really mean spirited. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that that's not fun. No, uh, that kind of ruins the fun. Right. So I avoid that at all costs, and uh, especially in doubles. So team quick chat. That's what you, I think. That's a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean that might be something that I would be willing to try. I, I do like just you know messing around and being silly. Um. So besides Rocket League, I actually did go back after all the excitement with uh, Breath of the Wild 2 being announced. I went back and... Uh, like Skyward Sword. No, <laughs> I need to play that, actually. Um, I just... Uh, I, I want to play that game. I feel like I'd have such a hard time going back to it just because how different things are now. Um, well, I don't know. That was a Wii game, right? So it's, yeah. it's like very, very late, that last generation on uh standard def yeah right yeah it has kind like that pastel shame. look to it yeah I, if they made it hd you know they did such a good job with uh wind waker oh uh, yeah but phenomenal. i would you know we need to bring some motion controls back now i know a lot of people probably wouldn't like that but uh, it made the experience so unique yeah yes there's no snow level but i i, I think about that time to time you know i played Twilight princess hd uh wind waker hd skyward sword it's been gone for like eight years yeah it's been a while and there's no there's nothing on the wii u for skyward sword as far as i know mm -mm. and nothing on the switch i mean we got to bring that back with yeah. some version of motion controls uh anything i don't know how they would do it but that that's kind of like becoming like a black sheep there's no way to play it i mean everything got remade right you got ocarina yeah. of time uh, majora's mask all on the 3ds and twilight princess on the wii u 
uh, of course, Wind Waker on the Wii U. Where is Skyward Sword? Yeah, I think the thing with Skyward Sword is it was one of the Wii Virtual... I don't think they called it Wii Virtual Console, but it did come back on the eShop on the Wii U, but you still needed your same Wii Remote to play it. Okay. But you can play the physical disc in the Wii U, but not a lot of people out there really have the Wii U, and people that have the Wii probably haven't touched it in forever. It's, It's one of those games that... People who have the Wii U haven't touched it in forever. Yeah, probably not. And it really does need to see some form of of comeback. Maybe with the next Switch that comes out, maybe they'll improve the motion controls on the Joy-Cons. Maybe they. Yeah, that'd be awesome if they do that. But what you were saying, uh, what were you? What did you wind up playing? Oh, uh, I was playing Breath of the Wild uh, Hero Mode, and. The thing with Breath of the Wild, when you first start off, it's kind of difficult because you're very limited in what you can do um, in terms of, like, attacking. I mean, you can go wherever you want. I mean, if you want to go see Ganon first, you can. I mean, you can do it literally whatever you want. But in terms of attacking and in terms of how much power you have and the hearts and your resources, very minimal. And Master Mode is very unforgiving. And so far... Um, like I've completed all like the, uh, beginning shrines and I'm kind of making my way to the first village and I'm trying to get a horse, which I did get, but then I got attacked by a guardian and I'm basically in an auto save situation where I'm at the edge of a cliff. The horse doesn't want to run and I'm getting shot by laser beams and it's an instant kill. So I'm kind of in a, in a tough situation there. But it's just, going back to that game, it just kind of reminds me how great it is and how much fun it is. And now Master Mode, it's like playing the game again for the very first time. Because of just the way you play it, it's a lot different. I've noticed that I'm running a lot more. Like, I, I'm not engaging. If I see a, if I see like a chest or something and it's, you know, a, a pack of like, you know, enemies, I'll sneak in there, I'll try to run, grab the chest, and just try to get the heck out of there as quickly as I can. So... All the enemies regenerate, um, which is really difficult when you have weapons that don't regenerate and they break. And you have just a limited amount. Your inventory space is very small because you don't have all the upgrades. It is, uh, it's a nightmare in some ways, but it's, uh, it's really fun. I'm kind of concerned how the bosses are going to be if they regenerate because that's going to be very difficult. Bosses regenerating. Hmm. I don't know if, I don't know if they do because I haven't gotten to that point yet, but it's been very interesting. So so there's three modes in Breath of the Wild. Is that right? I think there's only two. I think there's normal mode, and then there's master mode, which is hard mode. Oh, I thought you said hero mode. Well, I guess that's what they used to... Uh, I guess some games have hero mode, and others have master quest. Yeah. I what, think what are they, they call this hero mode or master quest? Or they just call else? it master mode. Okay. I guess that's an offshoot of, uh, like... Uh, Time, I think, was the game that had Master Quest. And didn't that flip the game? Uh, I I believe it changed some enemies. I think they consider it harder. Yeah, it did mirror the map. Uh, I think when I played... See, I I think I played Master Quest on the Wii, on Virtual Console, Ocarina of Time, and played Normal Mode on the 3DS, and I thought the 3DS Normal Mode was harder than the Master Quest for some reason. Really? Just some enemies in the water temple I thought were way easier. Just the positioning was way easier in Master Quest than I did. Maybe some one of those clams that jump at you just were in more favorable spots in Master Quest in the normal mode. Um, there's really not too much difference between those games. Yeah. 
Uh, but you're, you're, it seems to me they, they, that really makes a huge difference. I mean, that's like a new game plus, plus, plus all of a sudden with especially your limited resources in the early game. Well, yeah, and they also appear to have like – there's like enemies. There's added enemies in this too, but they're not just like added to the ground. They're basically on these platforms with these balloon enemies that hold the platforms up into the air. Mm-hmm. And they have really powerful bow and arrows, so they can see you from far away and shoot at you. Oh, man. But if you shoot one of their balloons or two of their balloons, their platform will fall and they'll die. But it's uh, it's very interesting. They just they got a little creative with it, which I think is really cool. Are those only in master mode? Yeah. Okay, wow. As far as I remember, I could be completely wrong because it has been a while since I played it, but I do not remember seeing those before that. So, and of course I have all the DLC, so Link's wearing a Nintendo Switch shirt, so it's kind of kind of funny. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find, because they, they added like, you know, Minda's like helmet and all that that you okay. can find. Few Shadow, yep. So I'm trying to find that right now. Uh, I have all those like DLC quests up and running, so I might do that before I go any further, because I think that armor might be a little bit better than what I have on right now, so. Okay. Um, but it's been fun. Um, and that's... Pretty much all I've been really playing. Mm. Um, so not not much changed. Uh, I'd like to beat this master mode before the second Breath of the Wild comes out. You think I, you'll stick with it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that game, time just melts away when you're playing that game. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, it's it's definitely up there as one of my favorite games of all time, if not my favorite game of all time. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely keep playing because I just, I even when I, I had the uh, original mode, I think I had over 30 hours into the game before I actually went into like my first like dungeon. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 a ton of fun. Um. But yeah. So that's that's all I've been up to in terms of games. Um. We we're gonna get into the the primary topic here, but I did want to just uh, talk about one news story, and it's like uh, <laughs> it's I, I'm not really like super knowledgeable about this, and I'm not gonna say whether or not this is the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do because quite frankly i that's outside of my wheelhouse i I don't really know um but it finally happened politics and gaming have combined and everything is ruined now so this is a a news story that i kind of picked up from ign i'm sure it went somewhere else but that was just the first time i saw it so i just wanted to give credit where credit's due there uh the u.s trade representatives um request for public comments regarding the implementation of uh, tariffs, which apparently are from uh, imports from China. This applies to, um, I guess, gaming hardware, uh, controllers, you know, just that type of thing, consoles. Uh, apparently, there was some kind of like increase uh, in cost of bringing those over by like 25% or something like that. And so basically, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony all got together and responded to. Uh, the U.S. Trade Representative's request for uh, public comment, um, and they said we are we respectfully request the administration remove HTSUS subheading 9504.50.00 covering video game consoles from the final list of its tariffs, uh, tariffs, and thus refrain from applying tariffs on these products. While we appreciate the administration's efforts to protect the U.S. intellectual property and preserve U.S. high-tech leadership, the disproportionate harm caused by these tariffs to U.S. consumers and businesses 
will undermine, not advance, these goals. So basically, they said that this is a bad move uh, for, I guess, the United States because this is not only going to affect them, it's also going to affect all the developers and publishers that are throughout the country. So I guess the the problem is that consoles and maybe games and hardware related to consoles would have to be jumped up in price, which would make them somewhat unaffordable to a large portion of the country. So I don't, I don't know if you know anything about the tariffs because this is kind of, I mean, I don't really keep up with a lot of this stuff. I just thought it was interesting because you don't usually hear about all three of the major console manufacturers coming together and, and talking to, you know, I guess like a organization like this uh, regarding political things. Uh, so I, I, I'm hearing this story for the first time. I know there's trade wars going on. Um, you know, maybe I can add a little bit of insight from what I kind of remember from international political economy back in college. Uh, tariffs are generally bad and free trade is good. Uh, think about raising tariffs on one country kind of, uh, inspires the country you've raised tariffs on to <gasps> raise tariffs on you. Uh, and that just kind of, wh- who does that, uh, affect? Well, us, it makes things more expensive. Uh, so that's really all I can say. I would have to agree with the companies on this. Uh, you know, all this is doing is, is more or less a pissing contest. And I really don't know all that much, but yeah, I would agree with them. Tariffs are bad. Uh, more or less they are, they're bad, uh, without going too deep into it. So I agree with them and I'm glad that they kind of stuck together on this. Yeah. Uh, consumers will pay the price for, you know, quite literally for these policies. So, yeah, they shouldn't, uh, be, you know, while they're at it, if they heed the uh, uh, request of the video game companies, take everything else out of that tariff list, uh, to put it simply, because it's just uh, better for us. That's all I have to say. All right. Yeah, because, I I mean, I don't really know a lot about that stuff. I kind of focus on things that maybe aren't super important. So when it comes to that, I mean, I just from an outside perspective, I mean, it didn't really look great to me. I like video games and I would rather not pay a crap ton of money for <laughs> consoles and all that. And I'd like to, you know, ensure that this industry continues to be healthy and, you know, easily accessible to a large portion of, you know, its existing consumer base and, of course, the, uh, you know, potential future customers as well. So hopefully nothing uh, bad happens out of this. And I guess that'll be something that will be talked about uh, for months to come. So I guess we'll, we'll just keep on keeping an eye out on that. So yeah, I just thought, I thought that was interesting though. Um, I usually don't really like getting into political things, but because this had such a heavy game spin on it, yeah, that, yeah, it affects it uh, quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of, you know, if you want if you want something to change, just kind of put your own uh, words out there, too. So we don't like it. That's the official uh, Game Opinion's uh, opinion on that. So stop it. Very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this uh, main topic we have today is uh, it's a freaking big one. This is probably the most ambitious topic. And uh, you don't know this, 
But this topic actually has a bit of a back story to it. So back when uh, Game Pinions was kind of first getting, you know, in its little fetal stages, which it pretty much still is. Um, but me and Kimberly talked about, you know, eventually because it was the intentions were to have me and her on the, the show at all times. And, you know, you know, things have happened. And um, I think, you know, eventually one day we'll have a three member, uh, you know, setup, which would be ideal, maybe four one day. It'd be amazing. Um, but we were thinking who would be the third chair. And we pretty much both decided that it was going to be TJ. That was kind of our our ambition. And if that wasn't going to work out, then we would go, I guess, a different direction. We'd bring John on. Yeah, we'd bring John on full time. Uh, <laughs> just we, record your audio, John. Send it our way. Just do the best you can. Just predict what we're going to say and just do it. That's right. Um, and he probably would actually do pretty good at that. Um, but yeah, so we had we had that in mind. And one of the topics, because for a long time I was doing episodes by myself, and I had plans to do episodes with various other people. Um, trying to pick topics that I think would, you know, be the most interesting with that person. So this episode was one that I thought of way long ago. And the person I thought best to do this with was TJ. Because, and this is just a hunch of mine, but I kind of feel like when it comes to game music, which or gaming soundtracks, and this is, uh, you know, something that, uh, something I was just like thinking about, I feel like you might appreciate game soundtracks a little bit more than most people that play games. Um, that might be a wrong assessment, but what do you what do you think about that? Well, first of all, I appreciate you uh, thinking of me when you first came up with this topic. I uh, you know I don't want to brag or anything, but I agree. Uh, I uh, we'll, we'll get to I think you know talk about game reviewers, yeah, uh, in a little bit here. But for for me. Um, game, good music in games, I think st if a game has good music, it stays with you a little bit longer than one that has, you know, forgettable music or mediocre music or music that a lar large emphasis was not put on. Yeah. Um, we can go into what other game reviewers, uh, talk about Cal, if that's what we're, we're going for here. Uh, and, but th yeah, this topic, it's like, this is basically free form you know we have a little bit of guidelines here but wherever this thing goes that's perfectly fine okay so yeah i do uh, i do pay attention to music quite a lot uh you know uh is when music's really good it could just be a boss i mean i would i would think a game has really good music even if there's one song in there that i was just completely unex unexpected yeah like, where in the hell did this come from on a game that doesn't have really too much music to say anything about uh so i uh you know I, uh, you would ask the question, Cal, you know, are, are, is game music overlooked by critics? Um, I went to, uh, I really, you know, I don't know about you, but I do not look at game reviews. I don't really either. Like ever. I, you know, the past, what, you know, what are the four games I played in a row or five games I played in a row? I played, got into Bloodborne, thanks to Nate, and then pretty much Dark Souls 3 because it's just the From Software games and Dark Souls, then Sekiro, then Dark Souls 2. Uh, you know, I didn't look at the reviews for any of those games. I just knew that they were all of high quality a long, long time ago. Uh, so that was like kind of set my sights for the year. I don't know when the last time I actually looked at a review. Oh, what are they saying? They get you know, Red Dead Redemption. Why, why did I? Why did I get that? Everyone knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be good, so I bought it. I haven't played it yet, but 
so we buy. So yeah, I mean, I I don't really look at reviews, but you know, for this for this exercise for this question, I wanted to dive in. It's like yeah, what are what are people saying about music on these uh, popular games? Yeah. So so I had looked at, excuse me, I had looked at. See, so okay, so I don't look at reviews, but I always check in what uh, what Donkey has to say. Yeah, what video game Donkey has to say. always check in what he has to say. He's a very consistent voice, uh, very entertaining. I love what he has to say about really anything video game wise. So I uh, started off this little quest with looking up some of the things that he had had to say. Uh, watched his videos and just took a note of when he would talk about the music in this game. So. I looked. I we watched. I rewatched the Mario Odyssey ga- uh, review of Donkeys, God of War, Nac Two, Celeste, and Ocarina of Time. Uh, when he spoke about uh, uh, Mario Odyssey, uh, he didn't m- mention he didn't mention music too much. He mentioned the ending sequence and how awesome it was, and it's pretty much it. Uh, did not dwell on it really at all. Uh, so much in Mario Odyssey. Have you, have you played on that that game? Yeah, I completed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that game. Um, you know, I think the gameplay is kind of its thing, its main thing. And of course the areas and all that, uh, the list goes on and on on why that game is excellent. The music, at least in Dungeon's review, he did not, he did not mention it really at all. Maybe three times, uh, and no more than a sentence each time. Uh, and of course the ending sequence in, uh, in the God of War, uh, video, he did say that the overall music is good. And that just one sentence didn't dwell on it, just moved on. When he talked about uh, Celeste and Naktu, I don't think he mentioned really music at all. Um, the uh, Ocarina of Time. Now that's when it got different. And when he, when I listed those names out to you, Cal, I don't know if you've really played really any of these games all that much. You know, if you had the uh, note off the top of your head, which game do you think has the best music of those five? I mean, honestly, because of just how much emphasis they put on it. I mean, I think Mario Odyssey has great music because it's all orchestrated. Okay. Um, he did mention that. He mentioned that it was a fantastic orchestra. Yeah, of, it's of beautiful. Um, Ocarina of Time, though, because it's so music-based by design, um, Nintendo really implemented music in that game as a gameplay mechanic. Uh, I feel like that would be, you know, definitely up there. Great point. Great point. And you can say that from Majora's Mask, too, where... Yeah. Uh, a lot of these fantastic songs really start out as a few notes, and then when he starts playing the notes on the ocarina, then you get this whole ensemble of song, and you're like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, had a little hypothesis when I got to this review. This is the last video I watched of, of his when I was doing this exercise. Uh, I had a little hypothesis that said he's going to uh, credit music more than in this game than the, the other games. Uh, so... And sure enough, I was right. He talks about Koji Kondo, the uh, or uh, who did the music, who composed the music. Uh, he, I quote him, uh, bringing into he, this music brought environments to life that that uh, bred imagination. That's actually paraphrasing. He then talks about Hyrule Field, Lon Lon Ranch, uh, underneath the well. Hyrule Field being kind of like the epic song that kind of drives you forward to the next area. Lon Lon Ranch, where you can kind of relax. Yeah, la 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 la, <laughs> uh, where he just gets some milk, and then underneath the well, where you know the music really changes up to like really sadistic evil stuff. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of delves in the music, and this is going to come important later on in, in the podcast. Uh, really meshes well with what you're looking at. Yeah, absolutely. It adds to it. Uh, 
I did do, uh, you know, so I, that was my donkey review. I went ahead and looked at some just games from 2019, maybe late 2018, and just some, uh, you know, I think people with uh, game review sites that people are fairly familiar with. Uh, this one for IGN. What I did was for this uh, word analysis, I did a control F on these sites for these particular reviews. Yeah. Uh, I control F, you know, control find words like music, sound, track, and score. Those four music, tr- sound, track, and score. Uh, so for Apex Legends, for IGN, no mention of music at all. No mention of music. Kotaku, uh, Far Cry 5, no mention of music whatsoever. Digital Trends, Devil May Cry 5, no mention, music, soundtrack, score, nothing. None of those. Uh, GameSpot, Sekiro, no mention of any type of music. Uh, Polygon, Red Dead 2, sound mentioned once, but it was like, uh, oh, the sounds and sights of Red Dead 2 were really good. Some (laughs) type of really basic stuff. Yeah. Not saying, oh, the sounds in this game are amazing. Nothing. Uh, Destructoid, Breath of the Wild, no mention of music. Games Radar, uh, Plague Tale Innocence, no mention, music, sound, track, none of that. None of these games, with that very small example on Polygon about Red Dead 2, mentioned music, sound, track, and score. So that was a little word analysis trying to answer the question, is it overlooked? And, you know, overlooked could mean a couple things. If the music in these games really isn't good, they're not really overlooking anything. They're overlooking... Uh, what that's not overlooking it's it's just not mentioning what's not all that spectacular yeah so if this music's really good and i haven't played any of these games sans sekiro uh which i think is pretty has some pretty good atmospheric music i would go ahead and say that it has the weakest boss music of the from software games uh that may be kind of harsh bloodborne dark souls 3 i think dark souls are better than sekiro let's put it that way um I'm surprised, but the atmospheric music is very Japanese, very ethnic, and I think it would add, I think uh, it does add to the gameplay. I mean, you are in Japan, and it's very it feels it feels very authentic. Yeah. But yet, no mention of the music in Sekiro. So, uh, you could say maybe you could say for that one in particular, they've overlooked the music in Sekiro. But these other ones, I don't know if you've played any of these. Cal, obviously, Breath of the Wild, Red Dead Two. Uh, I mean. The, is the music like awesome in Breath of the Wild? Uh, the music isn't really. The thing with Breath of the Wild is that there is light hints of music, which I think is excellently done. Um, it kind of blends in with what you're. It's very elegant in terms of it. Kind of blends in with like you know the sound of like the grass swaying or the trees you know having wind blowing through them, but it it's just like these really subtle like hints. Like, there's, like, a, a time, like, at night where you can hear, you know, more, like, Hyrule. I think it's Hyrule Fields, uh, like, nighttime song, just like, really lightly. Like, from Ocarina? Yeah. or Because I know when I first watched the, maybe the preview, an, an E3 a long time ago, they had him climbing up what I guess is the Temple of Time. Mm-hmm. And it was a very slowed, slow and broken up, I guess, Temple of Time from Ocarina. It was so slow and kind of the notes were so separated from each other without really paying attention, you couldn't really tell. Yeah. So I argue with you that at least from my very small experience of the game, since I haven't played it, that's a great example of how the music is very elegant and delicate and it's just a very gentle remix that you don't really know is a remix until you really pay attention. 
Yeah. Uh, um, you know, stuff like that. And, you, and you're saying there's more examples of that. So it's really surprising to me. And even though that's not going to blow you away, but, you know, not like some of these other songs we'll talk about. Um, it's, it, uh, it, it, it makes you wonder why it doesn't it get a sentence. And yeah. maybe these other websites that reviewed Breath of the Wild talked about it. I wanted to just be random and just pick stuff that I often, you know, just trying to get some type of uh, feel for this question, uh, trying to get an answer for this question. So it, it may, it's not very scientific at all, but I think something like that, which is kind of unique. Yeah, you know, I haven't absolutely. played. I don't think I've played a game like that where music is remixed in a way where you don't even know it's a remix until you really listen closely. Um, so I would I would say that you know in this case it was overlooked. You're overlooking a very unique experience. Yeah, it's it's a, a crucial part of the game to me because if you took that away, it loses a lot of like its immersion factor. See, I feel like. With a lot of these games, I feel like it's very easy to take it for granted because it's not a lot of these soundtracks are not slapping you in the face. You're thinking of the game, you're thinking of you know the visuals, like in terms of graphics, but you know music and sound effects. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into I guess sound effects, but music and sound that is you know that's like your auditory you know helping hand there. Like that's what kind of keeps you engaged. To you know, make those those graphics really come to life, and I feel like when you know you have games that have really good soundtracks, like similar to what you're saying earlier, it it sticks with you, and it sticks with you beyond the TV screen or beyond your headphones. Like you'll get those songs stuck in your head. You'll be able to kind of enjoy the game while you're not even playing it because you'll have that song stuck in your head, or you can get it on like your you know, your iPod or iPhone or, you know, Android phone and, and listen to it wherever. So, I mean, that's part of a game that you're going to enjoy. And I know, like, I guess back, you know, in the, you know, NES and SNES, music probably had a little bit more of a role for a lot of people because there's not like a, a ton of amazing visuals in terms of, you know, graphics and all that. Music was just kind of, you know, something that kind of bumped up all of the, the, you know, the gameplay and, and, you know, something that just, you know, stuck with you. But the thing is, like, I feel like it's, I feel like music is just as important as the graphics. I think, because without it, it just, it, it takes away, like, you know, feelings. Because when you're in a certain situation and there's a, a, a musical piece or a score that hits during that time, it's a combination of what's going on on screen and what you're hearing in your ears that really make that, you know, kind of give you like a, a feeling of, I don't, I don't want to say like immersion, but it just kind of brings up emotions that having a visual can't fully do. Yeah, I mean, it deepens the experience. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. And the thing with like, say, a Nintendo 64 game, when you go back and play those games... Chances are it's going to look different than how you remember it. Yep. But one thing that will always constantly be the same is the music. These are really good points you're making, uh, Nintendo 64. Uh, if you put in uh, Mario 6, Super Mario 64, uh, a lot of people feel that it is indeed one of the greatest games of all time. Um, what I think is... Uh, 
you know, if you play it today, it looks kind of ugly. Now, that may be sacrilege to a lot of people, but the game doesn't look good by modern standards, in my personal opinion. Now, the music, however, is just as charming. The yeah. music is timeless. And Super Mario 64, in my opinion, isn't even the best example of that. We'll get to that a little bit later. But there's this one song in Super Mario 64, and this is why I bring it up. You brought it uh, in 64. I'm bringing up this game, the, one of the more famous games, probably top three famous game on the N64, is the uh, Bowser's Road theme. And they've done that time and time again on, in Mario Galaxy and other games. You know, the boom, boom, uh, you know, do, 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 do. That, I, I don't know if I ever downloaded that to my phone or not, but that is a timeless classic of a song that is just a work of art. Um, music may help you make these games uh, still appeal to you, even if they don't look as good. Yeah. Uh, I think, so yeah, and you know, it actually makes you want to revisit them too sometimes when the music is so good. And even though the game's kind of clunky, you know, by today's standards, uh, I don't, I'm not saying uh, Super Mario 64 is clunky by any means. The game's a, a masterpiece. Uh, but some that aren't as lucky to have uh, as timeless as the gameplay will make it, the music in a lot of games uh, will will push it over the edge. Yeah. I mean, that's like, it's kind of like, a, you know, a game like Mario Galaxy. You know, beautiful orchestrated music. It's, I mean, it's it's amazing. It makes you feel like you're in a more expansive galaxy. Without that, if they just had, you know, like the bubbly Super Mario Bros. U music in that, it takes away from the experience. Right. Not that that music's bad in those games. Of course, right. But you can't, I feel like you can't beat that, you know, it, it fit, like that music fits that side-scrolling gameplay. Yeah. You, Perfect. I see exactly what you're saying. And it goes the other direction, too. The side-scrolling music wouldn't fit a 3D game. That cosmic, very celestial Super Mario Galaxy music would kind of be like, why is this music so over the top for a 2D game? Yeah. So that's really just the genius of the composers that work on this stuff Absolutely. to make the music fit with what you're playing. Yeah. You know, Gusty Garden Galaxy, right? Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I think that's what that song yeah. is. It's amazing. Uh, it's like, like, where are they coming up with this stuff? That's one of the first, you know, song on YouTube that I listened to with headphones. Yeah. Just to get, like, the full effect. Oh, and yeah. It's like, you know, it's like blowing your skin back like you're in a wind tunnel. Ugh, you know. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so great point there. Uh, yeah, it's, it just fits really, you know, certain music fits with, with certain styles of games. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, maybe games like Call of Duty music's not as important, right? Yeah. You know, the sound's still important. It's technically not music, but you know, without, you know, the sound effects, it's not going to be as good, but that's also a game that's not trying to tell a story. It's also a game that, you know, I think even in the single player mode, maybe there's some musical scores in there, but it's more obviously action based. And I guess it varies between what kind of game you're playing to begin with. Um, and I also know in terms of reviews, uh, this is just kind of uh, something I've heard from a few different game reviewers where they said they don't really go into frame rate unless it's an issue. And they don't really go into it unless, you know, it's causing a problem with the gameplay. Otherwise, there's not really a reason to go over it and add it to your review because you're trying to make your review as condensed as possible. I feel like, though, when there's games that have amazing soundtracks, that's something you have to go over as as a critic. You you have to go over that because, I mean, there's people working on it. I mean, that's an aspect of the game. That is just as important as the other, you know, elements to a, a game, to and gameplay. You, and 
But you know, I was going to add. I don't mean to interrupt you, Cal. No, it's all good. I, what I was going to add to that was music could be the hardest thing to make good in that game. Yeah, I'm not knocking the effort and the math and the coding that goes into developing the actual game game and the graphic design that makes the characters pop out. But composing some of these catchy tunes that are still being remembered 5, 10, 20, 25, 30 years later, that is, for any regular person to do that, you probably can't learn it. No. You could learn how to code and be a graphic designer less so than coding, but probably more so than writing music and further good music. Yeah. So, yeah, it really is kind of a you, – you, yeah, I agree with you. You'd want to see more written about it uh, if something's really good because that effort that went into it and that genius that went after it, into it, uh, it's, it's hard to repeat. It's hard to find. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, if the music is awful, uh, one of the examples I have seen – and one that sticks out to me, Yoshi's New Island. It's like a awful kazoo mess, really. And it's just, you know, Yoshi's Island always had kind of a weird, it has like a weird style, but you can tell when you listen to it, this is Yoshi's Island. Like, yeah. that's that's what it is. It, yeah, it has a style all its own, yep. Yeah. This one, first of all, the, the gameplay wasn't great in it, but it, it just kind of shows you that when a game's not great and the music sucks... And it, it's, it sucks. Like, I mean, you listen to a soundtrack, it sucks. It might fit the game, but it's going to drag the game down. However, you look at a game like Shovel Knight, which has amazing gameplay, great level design, you know, all of that, great physics, all that. And you have those soundtracks, those beautiful chiptune style music tracks. That elevates that game, I think, to a different tier yeah. than what it normally would have been. That's one of those games where... Uh, it's better, the music is like almost, this may sound really harsh. I've tried to listen to Shovel Knight music, uh, like even maybe like two weeks ago. Yeah. Just on YouTube, just to say, hey, I remember this song. It's like almost impossible for me to last like 15 seconds to it because there's just so much music in that music. Yeah. It's like all the freak over the place. I'm not saying it's not catchy. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not good, but it like wears you down. Um, but you know, to your point, it uh, when you're playing the game, it it really gives you a feeling of intensity. Yeah. Ooh, you know, I want to keep doing this to listen more more of the sound. Some of those songs too last longer than the minute loops, which is really really hard to pull off too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yoshi's the other Yoshi game. Um, uh, when it's all yarn, uh, Wooly World. Yeah, yeah some, of the, some of that music is just like the most ordinary, kind of cutesy type of, uh, just kind of, it, it wasn't, it definitely, it, you know, it definitely still fits the atmosphere. It's just like a yarn Yoshi, expected to be kind of cute. You got a yarn Yoshi running yeah. your uh, your device there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, when I think of the music, I wasn't a ve- uh, big fan of it at all, but it was still something that I'm like, yeah, it fits though. Yeah. It fits. This music fits. Uh, and, uh yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. The original Yoshi's Island has a very type, has that look to it. Yeah. Right? That look, that look, like the characters are really soft. They're not like harshly defined yeah. in the space they're in. Uh, and the music's kind of like really relaxed and bump, 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 bump. Has some high pitches here and there. Yeah. Uh, it's really kind of fun music. Yeah, it is. And yeah. it's like light music, and like the like the design is kind of light and goofy. Like you have bosses that are just like 
balloon things, right? Like, uh, and the raven, that's just like a raven ball that runs around the planet. So yeah. a lot of round, happy tones, kind of goofy bosses. They don't look menacing at all. It all kind of fits, even though it's not my favorite. Not my yeah. favorite music. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel about Shovel Knight. I don't particularly love the music, but I think when you're playing the game, oh, I think it fits so well. It's so freaking good when yeah. you're playing it. It's so amazing. It's like almost surprising. Like, where did they come up with this? And I think the lady who helped uh, do Mega Man music, maybe for Mega Man 2, I think contributed to a lot of those songs. Yeah. So it definitely, you know, that's a heck of a pedigree to bring to a game in uh, the 21st century. So... Yeah, while you're playing it, it's it's uh it's remarkable. Yeah, and I think that one of the the biggest um, concerns I had for this episode was that this music there's not really like a linear uh, or like a you know omni like reason or uh, implementation of like the type of music because all of the different like soundtracks are very different in terms of what their purpose is. So you have some that are meant to build suspense. You have some that are meant to make you sad. Some that that are meant to make you happy. But some of them are implemented in story-based things. But then other ones are meant to just be, I guess, really catchy and fit the world that it's in. Um, like I think of like the the new Super Mario games. I think of um, even even the Sonic music. It's like it's not really meant to make you feel something. But when you stop playing the game. You you think of the music and it fits really well with the environment, really catchy, um, and it's it's just like kind of I don't know it's it's difficult to kind of I guess judge, you know which music is, I guess best because they all just are kind of serving their own different purposes, um, and that was just kind of one of the things I was thinking about uh, when making this because this is this is kind of a big topic. I mean, there there's a, there's so many different ways that you can take this. Well, there's a lot of games with a lot of good music. Yeah. Too, right. Yeah. And they all are, you know, a lot of them are very different. Um, you know, in Nintendo's, um, regard, they seem to put or invest heavy resources into their bigger games with the music. Think of Metroid, Zelda, you know, the 3d Mario games, um, probably even Star Fox. It's like, they seem to invest a lot of time and heck they even had like, you know, uh, you know, the, the Zelda, you know, orchestrations, you know, throughout the country uh, for the last, what, probably 10 years or so since Skyward Sword came out. So it's just, I don't know, it's it's different to see, I guess, the different approaches that certain companies have. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around just because of how vague and how broad, I guess, this topic could, you know, could be when you're thinking about it. Um. Yeah, I, uh, you know, talking talk about uh, companies that put a lot of effort into their music. You're saying Nintendo puts a lot of effort into their music with the AAA titles, with the Zeldas and the Metroids and the Mario. Yeah. Uh, I had a game here I had written in my notes when we were talking about, you know, how does a, how does a game uh, add to your, how does music add to your enjoyment of the game? Uh, there's this game called Sonic 3D Blast. It's not considered a very good game. Maybe a 6 out of 10. Uh, Sega is famous for putting good music in, like, everything. At least, you know, the games I know of Sega. Yeah. Uh, Sonic would be the crown jewel, of course, when it comes to music. But there's other things I'm going to mention later. 
that are really good examples of why is the music so good in this game. No, I've never even heard of it before. But uh, Sonic 3D Blast is uh, is not the best. Definitely not the best Sonic game. That's quite saying something. It's very weird. Yeah, but it's just not. It's not very good. It's kind of hard to play. Kind of odd with its isometric uh, gameplay, moving from level to level uh, throughout the zones. It's kind of odd. You kind of go. Uh, you're at like a slant. Like the world is on a slant. But what's the one best? The best thing about this game is uh, is the music in this kind of crap game. So. <laughs> Um, honestly, I, I do love Sonic 3D Blast. I'm not going to lie. It looks uh, cool. For back then, I mean, that was kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I it, I, do, it does, I do have a soft spot for everything about Sonic 3D Blast, but I can see why people don't like it and why people forget about it. Uh, the music, however, is just from start to finish, just ridiculously good. They just poured it in on this one, uh, and it's not a flagship game. It was really just a game that came out in the Genesis late, and then port it over to Saturn, but the music for it actually has two different soundtracks, a Saturn soundtrack, which I don't prefer. I prefer the Genesis soundtrack. That is just amazing. It's one of those games where I maybe have played it, I don't know, Sonic games you play many times over, uh, maybe a dozen, two dozen times over my life, and these songs I just find myself day in and day out, eh, maybe once or twice a week, uh, if we're being serious. I just, you know, sing one of the tunes, uh, just, you know, kind of hum or whistle uh, the tunes to myself from this from this game due to its just excellent, excellent quality, uh, even though the game's not that good. Uh, that part of it st- stuck with me. It's a game that even though it wasn't something meant to be, uh, well, they probably had a lot of hope for it. And maybe the music does point that in that dire- point it in that direction, or at least try to. Um, it's it's one of those examples where you can have a bad game, generally speaking, and excellent music as well as a pair. Yeah, um, I mean, I I guess I I mean I have like some games that I, I think about. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about music and um, ones that I guess kind of. Uh, I guess like the music just kind of brings back certain feelings that, you know, maybe I was thinking at that time that I first played the game. Uh, one of the ones I, w- I was thinking about was, um, I guess, Pokemon Silver. Um, every time I hear the new Barktown music, it just reminds me of home. I mean, that's just what I think of. Yeah. But then you also go into like, you know, Lavender Town and it's like, well, something's not right here. There's somebody it's creepy. Died. Yeah, it's eerie. It, it just goes around even before you go yeah. into the whatever that thing is. Like it just instantly hits you and it just delivers. I mean, it's it's excellent. I mean, the whole Pokemon soundtrack's amazing. You know, even with like the limited, you know, amount of uh, you know, tools that it takes to make something like that. You know, just the fact that they're able to kind of take something so simple and still make it have a big feeling to it and get its point across. So there's certain games like that where, you know, it just kind of blows my mind, like how creative they were and how simple, how something so simple can kind of stick with you, you know, years down the line, whenever you hear it, you just instantly remember that's where I was in the game. That's, you know, what I was doing, you know, whatever. Um, So I guess in, in the, like you were saying, 3D Blast, which I don't really remember a lot about that game, um... And I don't really remember a lot about the music because I was pretty young when I was playing that. Um, like I would kind of go on there and play it for a little while, so I didn't really have a ton of experience with it. And I probably haven't seen that game since, I don't know, whenever we played it the first time. 
So, I mean, I don't really remember that too well. But, I mean, even like, you know, Ocarina of Time, like, you know, you hear songs like, you know, from that, it takes you back. You hear Wind Waker. It has like a certain feel to it. Yeah, it's excellent. Yep. And it's like you hear like, you know, the, the opening theme. It just has like a different feel to all the other Zelda games. Yeah, it's like we're we're gonna be sailing on the ocean on this one. Yeah, it is. It yeah, just the nails King of Red it. Lions is right on the the title screen. But yeah, yeah, you you know, <laughs> yeah, you know what you're what you're about to get into. So I mean, I feel like I'm kind of all over the place, but it's like there's it's kind of like what I was saying before. There's just so many different thoughts that kind of come to my my head when I'm thinking about this, um, you know, and I I find that you know, music kind of plays a big enjoyment for me because, you know, sometimes like I don't want to listen to music. And if I'm not listening to a podcast, then, you know, I'd, sometimes I, I get like video game songs stuck in my head. You know, I want to pop in my Ocarina of Time CD. I want to, you know, listen to uh, a song that I heard while playing Smash Bros, you know, just various, various things like that. And it, it just, I don't know, it's kind of relaxing and it, it's a lot of times very nice, you know, instrumentals and all that stuff, but sometimes it's just chip tune. And that's fine. Um, so it's, uh, I don't know, There's like I said, there's just so much. There's so much to, to think about with it that um, it just it just blows my mind. You know, I have a lot of songs I'd like to look up on YouTube or whistle to myself, but I try to preserve some of these songs. Uh, some of these songs that I have a great memory of that I really love, I will actually go out of my way to not listen to them. Yeah. Just so it always stays fresh. You know, uh, Sonic 3D Blast. Um, I don't remember the last time I actually YouTubed a song from one of theirs, from, from one of that, from that soundtrack. Yet, I mean, first of all, I can play them all in my head. Yeah. With a very high degree of accuracy. But, you know, music in these games sometimes can be an ingredient with everything else. Yeah. Uh, it's a part, you know, gameplay is one, replayability is another, the art is another, the music is one, the bosses are another, um, the weapons you use, uh, the uh, NPCs. I mean, it's all, it's just, it's like one big formula to, to a complete game. Yeah. Um, so sometimes these songs don't really do a lot for me out of context even though I like them so much. Now, that's not saying that I won't put a uh, pair of headphones and not listen to Volcanic Valley from Sonic 3D Blaster and from another game every once in a while. Yeah. But, you know, if I really want to do that, I and mean, I don't want these game, some songs to get stale. That's why I never listen to the Beatles, uh, some of my favorite music ever, and really just wait until December, uh, tw uh, you know, Christmas Eve for MGK from Philadelphia, who would always do, like, the afternoon, they'd play all Beatles all day long. Those you know those songs have a real potential of getting oh my god I've heard this like a million times yeah. I can't stand this anymore I don't want any of these songs I have nostalgic value for or I just have value for to lose that value because I overdid it it's like uh, why radio is so terrible they play yeah. the same songs over and over again what once you in your mind was fantastic now sucks just because you ever you ever uh, hear a song on the radio and I I don't know if you listen to the radio or not Cal. I, Sometimes there'll be a song in there that I used to love, but as soon as I hear it, I yeah, push that power button immediately. Yep. I push that power button immediately. I don't want that coming near my ears anywhere. Yeah. I don't want uh, any 
song from these games, some of my favorite games, to get that way. Yeah. So I just wait. You know, the Beatles, I wait until Christmas Eve. Uh, some of these video game songs, I'll listen to the next time I play the game. Yeah. And they stay fresh that way. Because now I'm listening to the songs and not getting tired of them because it's not just a standalone. There are some exceptions. There are songs that I will listen to on YouTube maybe a couple months in between. Yeah. Right? Uh, some songs I'll never listen to, and other songs I'll listen to when I play the game again. And they're fresh. They're part of the whole package for these games I really love. Uh, and I get kind of these feelings sometimes, like, hmm, I'm listening to them do a bit much. Maybe I'll listen to one more and then probably never listen to it again. <laughs> and it, it still stays just very slightly fresh, that I can listen to it again maybe in a couple of weeks if I want to. Yeah. I'm not trying to shield myself from music. I just want them uh, always to have a good memory of it. I don't want ever anything to come stale. Yeah, and I, I can definitely understand that because I mean I'm I'm I'll listen to songs on the radio and then eventually it gets to the point where it's like I don't want to listen to it anymore. Or there'll be like certain uh, songs on like my iPhone where it's like, you know, I love these songs. I'll listen to it until I get tired, and I'll come back to it in, in like a year or so, and I'll like them again. So it's it's kind of like I don't like to to overdo that, um, but you know. I think what you were saying about like it being an ingredient, I think that's absolutely correct. I mean, I think if you were to take Sonic or Mario or, you know, Zelda or any of those like big games where, you know, sound and music plays a, a big role, if you were to just take those out of there, it's like taking a laugh track out of a sitcom. Right. It yep. just doesn't sound right. It doesn't look right. It, it doesn't play right. It doesn't feel right. It just throws everything off. So, and I mean, I think that if you were to take, you know, if you take that element out, it, it ruins some of the enjoyment factor. You know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Sonic Three and Knuckles at some point uh, shortly here. Um, they Sonic Three and Knuckles has uh, a computer version, like a PC version, that came out. I don't know, late '90s, early 2000s. I don't remember. Because Sonic Three and Knuckles has a lot of disputes over who owns what music. Uh, Brad Buxter, I think his name is. Of course, Michael Jackson's estate may have something to do with it. Uh, the Sonic 3 songs, the so songs from the first half of the game, I think uh, Carnival Night, Ice Cap, and Launch Base don't belong to Sega. So, really? like in a Sonic Mania 2, you're not going to, you may have Angel Island Zone or Marble Garden, but you will not have Carnival Night, Ice Cap, or Launch Base because, the dispute, because of the dispute over the music. This PC version of Sonic 3 Knuckles I'm talking about has different songs for Carnival Night. Ice Cap and Launch Base. This is what I've read, and I will if you know if a, if a I've been hoping for a Sonic Three and Knuckles remaster for a long time, kind of yeah. like how Sonic Two CD and Sonic One got their treatment uh, from Christian Whitehead, sponsored by Sega. If if a Sonic Three and Knuckles remake had any music change to it, I would not buy it. Wow, I would not buy a game that has different Carnival Night, Ice Cap, or Launch Base music. Hey, but there's, you know, there's actually a game called Sonic 3 Complete, which is a ROM hack. It's a game where you get a lot more options as to what music you listen to. Uh, Sonic 3 has different music, like for Invincibility, 1-Up, than Sonic & Knuckles does. When you plug in Sonic & Knuckles by itself, it has its own 1-Up, Invincibility, Supersonic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When you uh, plug in the Sonic 3 cartridge with Sonic & Knuckles, 
you get the Sonic and Knuckles sound front. All those games from when Sonic 3 is plugged into the Genesis are gone. It's all Sonic and Knuckles. Even the end credits are all Sonic and Knuckles music. Uh, in Sonic 3 Complete, you can actually choose to, I think, make the Sonic and Knuckles sound front be there, uh, the Sonic 3 Knuckles be there, and this is the whole the whole game, the whole series of levels. You can make things sound Sonic 3, the entire Sonic 3 and Knuckles game, which is, see, I played Sonic and Knuckles before Sonic 3. It was backwards. Sonic 3 came out before Sonic and Knuckles. So I prefer the Sonic and Knuckles stuff, but I think the majority of people who play Sonic 3 and Knuckles prefer the Sonic 3 sound front. So the Sonic 3 Complete, they added the Sonic 3 sound front that could be played through the entire game. Now, that's amazing that there's something out there that you can choose that option. Now, I would get something like that where I can choose what song plays. I'd probably do the classic how it came in the box when Sonic and Knuckles came out, plug the controls in there, and the whole thing is Sonic and Knuckles. That, yeah. That's my preferred way to play. I'm sure that Sonic 3 Complete Way, where you can have a lot more options, is just as good. And I'll probably play that and just kind of experience that at some point. But I like the classic way the best because it's all I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, I would not want to play a game where the music was changed. Yeah. That game's music is the game. Yeah, it's part me. of it. Yeah. I would not want to play a game that had music altered at all. And I've listened to, on YouTube, I think, the altered versions of Carnival Night, Ice Cap, and Launch Base. And I'm like, what in the hell is this? Yeah. It's horrendous. Well, compared to the old song. Yeah. <laughs> so if that ever happens, it just goes back. I mean, music, I, would, I wouldn't get it. I would avoid it like the plague. It has to be the whole package. The music is part of the package. Yeah, I mean, that's like taking Sonic out and putting uh, you know, your own original character, Blonic, in there. Yeah. It, it just doesn't work. That's right. And Carnival Night is, that's actually what I'm, I think that's, or is it, is, I think might be thinking about Casino Night. Is that uh, you may, Casino Night's music, I think, is more popular than Carnival Night. I disagree just because Sonic 3 Knuckles is my favorite game of all time. Pretty much everything in that game is better than anything else I've ever played. Now, I think that I'm very biased towards Sonic 3 Knuckles, even though I've played Sonic 2 more than most people. Yeah. Um, Sonic uh, Casino Night is generally liked more than Carnival Night, I think, just based on what I've read on the internet. So, Casino Night... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that one. Where Carnival Night is... Bump, Oh, I like that one too, though. The Carnival Night music is so unique. It's like I love that people hate it because it's just so it's so carnivaly. That's right. And the the second the uh, zone two music is very good too, but it's it's so it's so aggressive. It's like they had so much fun with it. It's yeah, amazing. I like that it's actually, and that's why I wouldn't play a game where that music's not there. Yeah, that Ice Cap. It. Yeah, I mean Ice Cap being the most famous of all Sonic Three songs, I think that's really debatable because the whole soundtrack is better. I'd say I talk about Sonic Three later, and I think it will add a few things. So I I did dwell on it because it's so important to me. Uh, yeah, what you know, Ice Cap being so popular, how can you imagine? How can this game, this complete game, be the game without Ice Cap? Uh, Launch Base, I think. I, I think I actually like Carnival Night and Launch Base a little bit better than Ice Cap, just because Ice Cap is so overdone. Uh, it's it's amazing, and it's definitely different than the other songs because it's so ethereal, yeah, uh, atmospheric. Uh, it's very simple too. It's, it's it's amazing, but you know, I would be right there with the Ice Cap people. Uh, first and foremost, if that's not in the game, not playing the game. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... So, I, I guess, you know, we're, we're kind of talking about, you know, that's like kind of your favorite uh, soundtrack in a game, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so I guess I have like a few different uh, songs from different games that I like a lot. Okay. Um, one that stands out to me, um, of course, would be Earthbound, which I don't think it's a really stellar track, but I think how they made it sound and... Like in terms of like it's not like super catchy. Like the music in Earthbound is not like the most catchy soundtrack, but the way they make it sound and the way they uh implemented like sound effects to the music, it makes this little sprite-based game feel completely weird and completely crazy. And I mean they they nailed that like incredibly well. So it's like I wouldn't, you know, play Earthbound songs on, you know, on my iPhone or listen to it in the car or anything like that. But while playing, it manages to achieve a level of immersion that I feel like you would only really be able to get in most instances, like from like a 3d game at this point. So I think that's really, really cool. That stands out to me. Obviously all the Ocarina of time songs are great. You mentioned when you go into the well, yeah, like that whole sequence and it's not, I don't think it's a scary game at all, but that sequence with the music is creepy. It has very, when I played Ocarina of Time for the first time, I'm like, wait a minute. When I got to that part, when I got to like the Shadow Temple and underneath the well, I'm like, whoa, I thought this was a kid's game. Yeah. And you get this creepy ass music with these creepy ass visuals and this creepy ass level. You're like, whoa, okay, there's a bit more to this game than I originally thought. I mean, there's freaking, uh, bones in like the walls and stuff oh yeah uh i'm trying to look like trying to uh, remember what exactly that looks like but it's 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 like a freaking uh slaughterhouse yeah and the music adds like this is not what i what i imagine this game i mean the game is pretty childish right when you when you get to that point i guess of course you know you play a whole level on a fish's belly i think yeah so maybe you know (laughs) yeah that's not scary it's kind of creepy so maybe that's kind of you know wetting uh what your child, um, you know, what your appetite there for something a little bit more uh, mature? Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, that adds a lot to it. Oh, uh, before we go any further, what was that? Does that song have a title from Earthbound that uh, that you said is really uh, important to you? Well, it's it's really not just one song. It's just you're talking more about the soundtrack in general. The soundtrack in general. I know that. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think it's called uh, Moonside. Okay. Uh, you've never played Earthbound, so I don't want to spoil. Are you ever going to play Earthbound? Uh, probably not. Turn-based stuff is not for me. I know you've talked it up a lot, but I probably will not play that game. So basically, there's this one town that you go into called um, Foreside. It's like a big city. Yeah. And I'm trying to think what happens. At some point, something occurs where I guess the... The town basically, I don't, I don't think it flips upside down. It's been such a long time since I played it. But it basically, I guess everything kind of reverses. So people start taking everything in reverse and the colors invert. And it's, uh, they call it uh, Moonside, I guess, is what it eventually oh, ends up being. Okay. And just like the sound effects and how the game plays, you know, they have like... Uh, I guess like when he's like in like a hotel or whatever, they have like uh, hints of like Beatles music, okay. like Good Morning, 
you know that oh wow has yep. like hints of that it has a yellow submarine reference in there okay um a lot of pop a lot of pop culture things that you know kind of gave it a hard time re-releasing again because they had to do things to kind of censor that thing um but just like certain situations even like the you know being home or the victory music um or like the you know gun, 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 gun. just like certain things like in the background it's just <laughs> it is it is the earthbound is is probably just because of how crazy it is and how well it holds up and the gameplay mechanics that I think make it uh it feels like a more superior version in every way uh of like Pokemon or something like that yeah um where it's possible to uh you know you can see all of your encounters and it's possible to actually strategize beyond just being in turn base if you catch an enemy that's turned you get the first attack if you're stronger you'll just kill the enemy it's dead you don't have to go into a battle sequence. Okay. So, and I don't want to get too much in Earthbound, but just the sound that it's able to, um, it's just like every town has like a very unique sound to it. Um, like, you know, the beach sounds like, you know, like a, an 80s like beach uh, movie. Um, the, the town has like a ridiculous tune to it um, that makes it feel like it's a really happy go home, go ho, uh, go, ah. Gung Ho Town. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, you have, you know, corrupt politicians, corrupt police officers. You have gangs running the streets with switchblades. I mean, it's just, there's, it's crazy, crazy things um, that occur in the game. And the music just, it, in some cases, it's very ironic. And then in other cases, it's very, um, I don't know if I'd say whimsical, but it's, uh, it's just very unique and very strange and very weird. And it just, kind of reinforces the fact that the place that you're in might look kind of like the United States, but it's not. So it's, it's very, uh, I don't know. It's very hard to explain. Well, I, I think I'd like to look up this whole, uh, moon side thing. Cause that's pretty intriguing. And I get, they reverse. So the sound, the song is reversed. I guess I th- when that happens, I think it, I think it is because I think, distorted. yeah, there's a, a bar that you go into. Yeah. Um, and they're, when you first go in there before, Actually, I'm trying to think. It might be that the song is reversed when you go in there before it turns into Moonside. But when you go back in there when it's Moonside, um, it's actually playing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And I think that How gives you that? Right. like a hint as to where to go next. Okay. Well. Wow. So there's just it's it's a very it's an amazing game. Like it, I can't recommend that game enough to anybody. Um, but the music in there is very very cool and crazy and weird um another game that sticks out to me one that is not really popular among the legend of zelda games and one that you don't really hear about too often is phantom hourglass and the ending sequence in that um i can't even remember the song that well which is kind of ironic because i'm talking about how important music is um i think i vaguely remember it but i just remember when that song came on it really I don't know. It just felt like when that song came on, it's like you accomplished something. You beat the game. Everything's fine now. And it just made me feel really good. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of um, cathartic in a way. Yeah. yeah. So it was really good. Um, that sticks out to me a lot. And I told you the Pokemon stuff, you know, that really sticks out to me. Yeah. Um, you know, really anything Legend of Zelda is great. I think in uh, Twilight Princess, the uh, music when you go into like the uh, shadow areas 
like when like the darkness is kind of taking over you have to find yeah. like the orbs yeah it, it kind of especially the moment that sticks out to me um in combination with the music is when you are in uh i guess uh Carico village is uh, that right uh Carico, Carico, Carico. When you're inside, like that basement, and you see everyone huddled together, yeah, and they're scared, they don't know what's With that going music on. Music playing, yeah, which is kind of very creepy music. But at the time, because I think that was both our first Zelda game, right? Yeah. Or did you play Phantom, Phantom Hourglass? I first? played uh, Twilight Princess first. Okay, same with me. Uh, yeah, the music when they when the Twilight when they be in the world of Twilight, uh, the world of Twilight in the world of light. And the twilight takes over. Yeah, I remember that too. I remember that scene where the songs playing and they're like, uh, they're not ghosts, but you know you're in that twilight area. Yeah, and they're in the world of light. They don't realize there's twilight. So yeah, they look. So they look weird. They look like ghosts. They look. They have the appearance of ghosts. They they're bright. Yeah, they're in like a parallel universe. Yeah, that's in right. A in a very kind of dark. You know, what Link sees is a very dark area. Yeah, uh, and they're all kind of huddled and they're scared and all that. Uh, was one of like the cri- like just like oh man, there's like some serious shit going down here. Yeah, and like the listen that music, it was just confirmed what you were thinking. Yeah, it's like they're in a, it's almost almost like a hopeless situation because like who's gonna fix this? Why is this happening? Like what's what's going on? Yeah. So I just thought that. I mean, that moment just always sticks out to me, um, you know, even like entering into, you know, the realm of Twilight or whatever, um, hearing the music in there. It, it's just, I don't know, there's something about it that just kind of brings you into that world a little bit. For its time, yeah. Uh, I don't know if Zelda's all that, uh, Twilight Princess is all that memorable Who for people who had started out with Ocarina or even earlier, Link to the Past, or even earlier, Zelda 1 played all of them before Twilight Princess came out. I think for you and me, it was a huge, you know, at the point, probably the best game we'd ever played. Yeah. Uh, probably. And moments like that help cement it like that. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, it's funny that you say that's memorable because I remember that the first time encountering that too. Uh, you know, seeing people actually scared in a video game. We had just played goofy games up until that point. Oh, yeah. Like, it was like there's real consequences, <laughs> some real real crap going down. Yeah. And it was affecting people's lives, monsters in the streets, and people had no idea what was what was going on. They're just completely unfamiliar with it. Yeah. Um, adds a lot. There's, there's a couple good uh, – adds a lot to the game. There's a couple good so- songs in that, that, uh, that game that came from other places. But uh, I always liked the uh, – uh, it's, it's kind of a small moment when uh, uh, Yetta, the Yeti, like kind of walks up to that mirror. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that, that creepy like ding, 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 you know, pretty, pretty mirror, pretty mirror, something like that. Oh, and yeah, it turns yeah, around, yeah. <laughs> you know, she looks at you and she's got like crazy eyes and stuff. That yeah. little build up, that little bing, 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 bing. I always, I, I, We'll sing that to myself sometimes. Yeah, uh, you know, throughout you know when I'm at work or whatever. For whatever reason, I just I just like the little build up, and it gets kind of more creepy, more creepy until she spins her face around 180 degrees. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was really interesting too. That's after all the twilight goes away. Yeah, you wipe that away. 
But that uh, that moment though is possible because of the music. It is. It's just like you know something creepy is about to happen, yeah. but it's like fun at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good memories. That music helped out. It's. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, stuff like that, and, and that's you know going back to you know the the first topic. You know, is it important for you know this to be kind of reviewed and this to to be talked about? I mean, there's just certain moments that, to me, feel like they're not possible without good with a good soundtrack. And to me, if you're a critic, I mean, everyone's going to, you know, pick out their favorite parts about a game. Everyone's going to, you know, emphasize certain things that really stood out to them. But I just feel like this is part of a lot of games, like part of their their DNA, their structure. Without that music in it, it just there's things that the game misses out on. I think these modern. I think most modern games. Uh, we're talking about games that have all-time classic tracks, um, and I don't think games nowadays. This is re- this is really a blanket statement, and it's and it may not be accurate, but I think you know the best music is probably behind us now. Uh, there's some things that really surprise me sometimes. Um, people are trying to make games look the best and play the most. Have, you know, increase the enjoyment um, of the game being played, and uh, you know it's t- so it's I can see these people not mentioning it that much because the music really isn't a, a mainstay uh, and really not part of the whole thing, uh, not a big part of the whole thing like some of these older games, which are more or less all time classics. Yeah. Ocarina, all time classic. Link to the Past, all time classic. In my opinion, Sonic and Knuckles, all time classic with all time classic music. Uh, it would be part of any reviewer's thing back then, even though we did. I didn't research any of old reviews, but I imagine that would that plays a big part in that. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a shame. Like, part of the reason why I think it's important to to rate these games on their music. It's to hold people accountable for, you know, for what they're putting into their game. Like, if you have Nintendo over here that, you know, clearly puts a lot of emphasis on their music, uh, maybe Breath of the Wild, it wasn't in a direct way, like, say, Wind Waker, uh, Skyward Sword, Spirit Tracks, um, you know, Ocarina, or uh, Majora's Mask, maybe not in a, in a, you know, extremely direct way. But I think that it's important for... For companies to still, you know, look into doing something like that and, and trying to uh, put everything they can possibly put into the games, because I just think that, you know, there's just certain games, and maybe this is more of the older games, like you were saying, like there's certain games that with uh, Punch Out, when I think of Punch Out, I think of Punch Out music. Um, when I think of, uh, you know, the original Mario games, you think of the original Mario music, um, you know. Castlevania has a great soundtrack. It does. Yep. Ninja Gaiden or Ninja Gaiden has a, a great uh, soundtrack. Um, both are excellent games. You know, they're considered probably some of the best games of that generation or ever. Um, so it's just I don't know. I, it's it's just kind of a, a, a thought of you know games moving on without having strong you know musical presence just kind of saddens me a little bit. Like even like games like Elder Scrolls, you know, Witcher Three. I mean, there's certain you know, songs that kind of put you into that. They just, it just puts you into like your environment that you're playing in and exploring in. And, you know, to see these bigger action games, like, you know, like the battle Royale games and, um, you know, first person shooters in general 
Halo is probably the only exception. Halo has some pretty great tracks as well. That's something that Microsoft and uh, Bungie at the time put a lot of emphasis on. So I'm sure 343 Studios is doing that too. Um, but it's, I don't know, just a, a a world where that isn't important anymore to me just kind of seems a little, I don't know, it just seems a little crappy to me. Maybe some of these games, you know, a lot of these games uh, when they came to consoles back in the 80s and 90s, were meant to be played and over and over again for you to get better, find more things, etc. Uh, maybe some of these AAA titles that you know you put 40, 50, 60 hours into one single playthrough. Uh, I think you know, guaranteeing good music probably guaranteed some of these games to be played again in the early 90s and late 80s. Yeah, and some of this music is more uh, feral. It's more ambient. Uh, you know, just kind of keep you, it's, it's probably not just, it's probably a reason for, it. I mean, it's not gonna, it's not one of those factors that make you play. It's not gonna, one of those factors that is going to make you want to play from start to finish again, because you know, how many people replay games? How often do they replay games where the playthrough takes 40 hours? So, you know, music where you had a very kind of short games, I would say a lot of these games on the Super Nintendo, Genesis, and even earlier consoles were fairly short uh, that you would play over and over again, and music had to be really good so you wouldn't hate the game by the time you played through it five times. Uh, you don't have to you deal with that same struggle now because single playthroughs are a lot bigger. Yeah. So maybe a science to it, too, and just naturally, you know, we know the music's there just to be kind of a placeholder. And I'm not saying some of these games have some have bad music nowadays. I mean, obviously Skyrim has some uh, some crazy crap in there. You know, uh, whatever those song titles are, uh, Dragonborn, blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, may, you know, their songs aren't supposed to be catchier in that loop or whatever because you're not really playing the game in a loop. You're playing one big thing. So you you're, you're so you're not going to listen to it. I think as much because uh, you know it's just. Uh, more environmental music than an actual jam yeah yeah i see what you mean and it and it's kind of like what we were talking about before where you know each game is different in terms of what is necessary to make the game you know to kind of make it work with you know its environments and music and all that and how it coordinates with each other um to kind of create the final the final product um, you know, one thing that also sticks out to me, you mentioned Elder Scrolls. I think a lot about Fallout and Fallout in a way is kind of like a, like a 1930s Grand Theft Auto in terms of like the music that it has on there. You know, you have like the ink spots, um, you know, uh, Mr. Sandman's on there, uh, just music that you don't typically hear that they kind of brought back in a way that kind of makes it feel like you're in this weird alternate era, um, and it just, I don't know, fits really well. You're, you're killing uh, enemies, you know, listening to just like this crazy, you know, extremely old sounding music, but it just fits really well and it's awesome. Um, so I guess like, you know, and also things like Breath of the Wild where it's not really, I guess, a lot of music that is being, you know, played over and over again. It's just kind of subtle hints and, you know, little, you know, jingles here and there and, you know, the winds blowing and the certain sound effects the game has, it just, you know, it's, it fits, you know, the situation that you're in. So it's, uh, I guess like many different, uh, many different games are going to have different solutions to that portion of the game. 
I, I guess like the the thing I just think about is that I feel like there is a lot of games that still have good soundtracks. Like I'm sure you know, like the newer Assassin's Creed games have great soundtracks. You know, I'm sure you know a lot of those things. You know, there there a lot of the games that that come out. I'm sure they still have a pretty strong you know you know sound scores or you know whatever you want to call them. Um, but I feel like that you're so distracted by everything else that maybe that's just not what stands out to you. It's almost like it's good, but you kind of just take it for granted because it's just there in a way. Um, I want to talk about music that you kind of aren't paying attention to, but from a different angle. Um, I wrote a note here about you know some of the hardest bosses in Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 have the best music in the game. Yeah. Sometimes the music is, is really, you know, these, these hard bosses are really good, but what happens? You're focused on winning the fight and kind of don't remember what the music sounded like by the time you win. I'm like, wait a minute, what was that song that was playing? It sounded like it was okay, but I really wasn't paying attention. And uh, in cases, uh, Lawrence in Bloodborne, uh, you go back and play YouTube, I'm like, when did this happen? I've played Lawrence and died to him about 15 times in New Game, New Game Plus One, something like that. I haven't remember the song at all being played. Sure enough, it's there, but for whatever reason, that part of the game, it's like the song's not loud enough, and that fight is really intense, especially in co-op. Uh, so this uh, that's when you go back, and that winds up being the best song, maybe in uh, in Soulsborne, uh, the Lawrence theme. Just uh, really, really high peaks, uh, low valleys, just a lot of buildup, uh, a lot of payoff. Uh, but you don't realize you're listening to it or how good it, in this In this case, the music is really, really good. Uh, really well, really designed for this, this fight and the story behind why this fight is happening. And you're not really given any notice because you're too busy playing the game. Yeah. Um, this really, this is uh, kind of similar in Dark Souls 3 when you play Madeir. Uh, although that is way louder and it's easier to pay attention to, but you don't notice the subtleties until you put a pair of headphones on and uh, listen to all those details the next time. Uh, when you're on YouTube for the first time, listen to it by itself. Uh, it uh, it's it may be frustrating for the... Really, they should really uh, do something to Bloodborne that makes that Lawrence music uh, louder so you can actually pay attention to it. Uh, because it really does add a lot, but it's kind of takes a back seat to the fight. Um, yeah, I uh, in that that in that case, it's kind of different than having music be a placeholder. It's yeah. just something that kind of gets lost, and if, when you do listen to it separate, it may add to your experience next time when you can kind of compare both things when you're more familiar with the fight, so you don't have to pay attention to the fight all that much. And you know the song now, and you can kind of listen for your favorite parts to it. Um, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, mm -hmm. Did you know that with the uh, Sony Gold headset that you have, there's actually an app for it that has a uh, special setting for Bloodborne? Oh, really? Yeah, it's supposed to, I guess, enhance the sound in that game. Is that when you activate the Bluetooth? Uh, because I, I don't know. I, I don't really power that thing with batteries i just plug it into the uh 3.5 millimeter jack yeah i think that is what it is yeah okay. um i think that it might apply to it regardless okay so an app for it 
and for Bloodborne. I wonder if that would uh, improve the experience. That's another thing. I usually do not play video games with headphones, but I, I imagine if you did that, it would uh, definitely... You could, you could probably have more control over the balance, the sound effects, versus the music. So yeah. that, probably would, uh, that probably would add to it. I may look into that. That's weird, because actually, I think I usually always play with headphones on. Yeah, I almost never do. Uh, obviously, when we play Rocket League, yeah, I'll put it on. But um, typically, I don't like wearing stuff like hats and headsets and things like that. So Yeah. Uh, I pro- probably do lose a lot. Uh, that may be my problem in the first place in this situation. I don't uh, know. Yeah, so may- maybe I'll look into that. Uh, but for now, yeah, it's just... Uh, when I'm in a situation like that, I have to listen to it separately to get the full effect. That actually kind of uh, just kind of brings a weird thought to my head. It's not necessarily related, but um, you know, not too long ago, it really wasn't convenient to play games with headphones on. Where now it's like super accessible, and it seems like that's how a lot of people play their games. So that just kind X- of popped my head. Where Xbox and PlayStation are involved, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you had, like, a PC, I PC mean, headphones. Too, yeah. yeah. But, you know, of course, you had your handhelds and all that. But, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I didn't really think too much in that. Cause back in the day, I mean, you just kind of had your controller and you used your TV, similar to what, I guess, you're doing now. Right. So, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of strange. Now, when you, when you have your headset on, do you have it set up to play the TV sound through them, or does you, do you just have the chat audio? No, it'll play both. Okay. So chat and uh, all the sound effects and music will be played along with it. Okay, and it just kind of mix in. You prioritize chat audio. That's right. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what I do too. Um, but yeah, so man, this uh, this this topic, it's it's kind of for me with like with this topic, it's very hard to kind of stay into to one area. Um, you know, we kind of answered a lot of the questions that you know I kind of wanted to. Uh, to answer um, and that was you know is music overlooked I, I feel like I feel like we both kind of feel in some regards it is um, but at the same time the music isn't as good as it was but for but it doesn't really need to be not every game needs to have earth-shattering music yeah so I don't blame anyone for not mentioning it yeah I, I guess the the point that I guess the point I would kind of wanted to make is that if a game has like a stellar soundtrack, I think that somewhere in a review you should hear about it. Yeah. To kind of reinforce, like, hey, we hear what you're doing and we think that it is awesome. And you should continue doing that into into the future because I mean that's you know, it's it's huge. But I guess like I guess if you're not talking about the soundtrack and it's not a problem, then I guess it's technically a good soundtrack right you know i just thought of another thing um you know if i didn't like sonic and i heard someone say that this sonic for your knuckles soundtrack is the greatest thing of all time and i played sonic 2 and i hated it i probably would never go near that game yeah so yeah music isn't necessarily going to bring me to the to the show yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that. Um we went over some of our 
our favorite games. Um, now, did you did you have any like other moments where you felt like the mu- like music actually impacted your experience? Yeah, I want to follow up with Sonic Three and Knuckles since I've mentioned it uh, mentioned it a couple times. Uh, this soundtrack, this soundtrack is uh, wow. It's my all time favorite. Again, just like Sonic, I was talking about Sonic 3D Blast. Sonic 3 and Knuckles, you know, starts off and ends essentially perfect. Um, you know, go go ahead and look up Sonic 3 and Knuckles title screen music. I mean, right away, bum 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 bum. It's just no. That's actually Sonic 3. Uh, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Yeah, well, I'm not going to... I keep, uh, you know, humming these songs. You really should look them up for yourself because I'm not doing them that justice. Uh, Sonic 3 and Knuckles is, is even more epic than that. And when you're done listening to the title music, you go to the menu screen, which is this tropical beat. It may have the best menu screen ever. Uh, bum, 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 bum. I'm doing it again. Uh, it's just it's just <laughs> like, what what is, what is this menu doing with some music better that's in some of these uh, all-time great games. Uh, and then, of course, the third song you probably listen to is Angel Island Zone, which is more, you know, more, a more tropical, you know, more, more type of a tropical beat. And the fourth, if you're being adventurous, if you're looking for things, would probably be the special stage. Now, the special stage music may be uh, my favorite song of all time, you know, Real life music that people are making with their bands and stuff like that, Beatles, Pink Floyd, whatever. Uh, maybe my favorite. The thing about special stage music in Sonic Three and Knuckles and Sonic Two is similar to this. You know, in Sonic Three and Knuckles, there's 14 emeralds you got to get: the seven Chaos Emeralds and the seven Super Emeralds. When I'm in the early stages of getting those Chaos Emeralds, I tend to focus more on the beginning of that song, kind of like the build up and you know, there's the part that song. It, you know, the beginning, middle of that song, it's like a journey. It's like a journey from one part of the song to the other. It makes me feel like I'm gathering something, uh, I'm gathering pieces of something that is a uh, worthwhile uh, adventure. Uh, when I get closer towards the end of my Emerald Gathering quest, the last of the Super Emeralds, I tend to focus on the end of the song more, which is a real conclusionary, uh, conclusionary type of feeling to it, uh, where the notes become further apart, and it just makes me feel like I'm getting towards the end of this, of, of my, my uh, uh, gathering these emeralds, collecting them all. Uh, Sonic 2 is the same way it's like almost like on that last 7th special stage where it's very grey and everything the song is different to me because I'm not focusing on what I was in in the first 5 or 6 and I I don't really have too many songs like that that change experience based on where you are in a game the same exact song that changes that I'm experiencing differently in a game it just it's just so odd, but that's the experience I have with it. And because it's so unique, because it's so uh, integral, it works so well with this massive task to collect these 14 emeralds, which was challenging in the early days of me playing this game when I was a little kid, uh, that it just stuck with me. 
that it uh, it it can only be my uh, greatest of all time song. Um, you know, Sonic Three and Knuckles. I can go on and on about the music. Every song in there is good. Uh, I think the Sonic Three songs are generally better than the Sonic Three and Knuckles. Uh, uh, the Sonic and Knuckles tracks. I think the big arm music, that boss music, is legendary. I think Doomsday, the very last song, is legendary. There's like a series of four bosses, and you know you think you're just going to get the regular boss music in, but no, it's like this wild ride through space, and the music fits it completely. It, it fits it perfectly. Uh, and then, of course, you get like the Sky Sanctuary Zone that begins the credits. Um, it's just like, oh, it's the perfect calm music after this crazy ass chasing Robotnik down on, on uh, in, in outer space. Uh, it's just like, wow, how did they, how did they make it from start to finish that perfect uh, with all these special things in between? Unbelievable. I wanted to bring up another Genesis game. And that's Echo Two: The Tides of Time. Ooh, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's 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 kind of uh, it's not very popular. It's a really weird game, just like Echo One, which is a dolphin that essentially fights aliens. When you're in, I played Tides of Time first, kind of like how I played Sonic and Knuckles first, the first version of these games. Sonic Tides of Time, you know, you you know, you you're with the orcas and you're with the sharks, you're eating fish, blah blah blah, and you get to the level Tides of Time, which is the third, uh, you know level of the game, you run into this white and blue thing that doesn't look like any sea creature you've ever seen before. <laughs> uh, and the first time, I don't remember what the exclamation was I had announced to the world when I first saw it, but in modern terms would have been, what the F is that? Holy shit! It's like, what is that? It's, uh, <laughs> it, uh, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the little guy with the, with like the, the head. Does he have like the little like things going out of his Yeah, he's got like little... Yeah, it's like, what the hell is that? Yeah. This this music, in the, what I'm trying to get to, that music in that level is actually really good. It's really haunting. It's really kind of low and focuses on rhythm and things like that. And there's yeah, it more, the shit out of me. Yeah, it's it really fits. It goes back to that thing where the music really fits the game. It's very haunting. And that music's creepy, but it gets even creepier at like the Sea of Darkness where you can't surface for air. One of the few levels you can't surface for air. And every time, and the level is dark, and you have to sonar to actually illuminate the level. And you got this really creepy, really just, just. This game isn't even all that great. It's very fun, and it's kind of, it's very unique. But the music in this game is just ridiculously good. It has no business being as good as it is. It's one of the few soundtracks from video games that have actually gone out of my way on YouTube to listen to from start to finish because the music is so atmospheric. And some songs, like this one I have mentioned here, Fin to Feather, where it just kind of starts out simple, but then after 25 seconds, 30 seconds, it's like this totally different song. It's like faster, it's more intense. And the music's so good. I talked about music can be exhausting, and I try not to listen to these songs right now. Maybe, maybe like a month ago, I was listening to it more, listening to it more often. But these songs have more like depth to it than even even some Sonic songs. There's more to them. There's more. You know, I can remember me playing as Echo inside these these creepy levels with these creepy creatures, and this music helps me come back to that. Um, 
it's unique that I really haven't listened even soundtracks I like more. Yeah. I haven't gone out of my way to listen to in their entirety from start to finish. Really just Echo One and Echo Two for whatever reason. And I think that reason is it's it's just like this oh man. Like kind of like a bit more complexity to yeah. like maybe behind the song itself. Yeah, I'm not saying they're better than Sonic for your knuckles or some Sonic games or some other games that have all time great music. But there's something about this that it, it it is more detailed. It is deeper. It's it's just confusing why it's so good. Yeah. It definitely, of course, is an ingredient to the game that's best listened to while you're playing it. But in this case, this game is actually insanely difficult. Uh, I believe you know it helps to remember that you're in like dark water you're in like the deep ocean when these songs are being played i believe anyone could enjoy these if you listen to this entire soundtrack and just kind of these this music's supposed to be played while you're underwater um even though you may never get the chance to play echo 2 tides of time if you kind of have that in your mind and then listen to these songs you'll be like wow this is outrageously good from a game that i've never heard of yeah um, you mentioned Pokemon Silk. Now, the three games I have mentioned here, I didn't mention Zelda just because it's too easy. Yeah. I'm not faulting you for mentioning Zelda. I, it's very tough not to mention Zelda. Oh, yeah. Uh, even Majora's Mask, like where you have the, uh, I'll never forget the Oath to Order. Ba, 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 ba. And then, you know, mm, mm, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I'm yeah. like, how did they, how did they make this game in a year and come up with yeah. this stuff? <laughs> Uh, there's also I love that freaking tune I don't know why I love it I think that's the Sonata of Awakening something like that yeah like a year ago for like every day I would just uh, say hum that song to me for some reason I just couldn't stop doing it I just love it I love it because he gets the it's just oh my god it's just so mmm can't put it into words. Even like the weather song. I mean, everything. I mean, it's, yeah. There's ton, there's like so many great melodies that they put in that game. It's insane. And it's those little doodles that you play on the uh, the ocarina. Uh, yeah, I love how they start real simple. Yeah, and, and then, then they it just evolve into this. Whoa. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought it got this good. Um, there's a couple. Th- you know, when you're Howl's the Wolf and Twilight Princess, there's a couple things too that that uh, just like whoa. I think the song of Twilight is the last one you learn. Yeah. Um, oh man, just just great memories there. But I had to mention Pokemon. Um, you know, you talked a lot about Earthbound and uh, on limited hardware, and still being a work of art. Uh, the music being something that has stuck with you very closely. Pokemon is loaded with music, and as I, I, I you know, my first instinct was to put gold, silver, crystal. I remember New Bark Town. I remember the Roots music. I remember uh, Cherry Grove, Violet Grove, something like that. I, yeah. I could, if I looked it up, I'd know them right away. But the songs, I can. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I know, I know the music very well. I could pick them all. Uh, there's also uh, Ecritique. Um, uh Gold, Silver, and Crystal. There's also Route 38 and 39. Um, uh, bum, 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 bum. Boom, 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 boom. Why is the music so good on these 
this root that is like a, a hundredth of the roots in this game. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that small space of actual plane of your character's existence yeah. is is just like, holy crap. And it's not even that important of a place. Yet the root music is so epic. So, yeah, New Barktown, very small area, but it's like so homely. It is. And the further you get away, the more epic it becomes. Mm-hmm. At least in Route 38 and 39's case. Um, but Tin Tower, when you're doing that puzzle thing and boom, 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 you know, and having that slow, uh, very Japanese music is how I would describe it, uh, is very atmospheric, uh, kind of like an echo. Where you're climbing up this tower, you're not really sure where to go, especially as a little kid. Um, and of course, how can you talk about Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal music without mentioning Lance and Red. Now that I uh, say it that way, I think when I first played Gold, I didn't really realize the Red music was the same as Lance's music, but it is. I talked about Sonic 3 Knuckles, how I focus more on its special stage music when I'm first collecting the emeralds on the early part of the song. And when I'm getting towards the end of the Super Emeralds, I focus on the, just naturally, just focus on the later part of the special stage music. Um, this is kind of similar in that Red is way more of an intense fight than Lance is. Red has level 70 and 80 level Pokemon, not 40 and 50 like Lance does. So I don't, I'm pretty sure I did not beat Red on the first try in gold. Uh, I would hope that, you know, just make me feel better that most people don't. Uh, that was when I actually played Pokemon properly, I think, and had several level 40 and 50 Pokemon instead of having a essentially uh, an essential god, my starting Pokemon, to take down trainer after trainer after trainer after trainer. Mm-hmm. So when I got to red, I was just you know knocked on my ass. Yeah. Um, but because the fight was so intense and I wasn't prepared for it, the music had a different experience for me. So that's why I didn't oh. think that it was Lance's music. And I only really figured that out until like a couple of years ago. Wow. Maybe like three years ago where I'm like, wait a minute. Red's music is Lance's music because of that original Red experience. Wow. Um, it's It kind of makes you wonder why they don't do more. I mean, the, the lore surrounding Red, right, the character from the first game uh, and playing and him being the best tra- the most powerful trainer in the game with the most epic music in the game uh you know one of those memories you can't you can't forget uh poke so th- i wanted to not dive too deep into pokemon but the you know i, I first wrote gold silver and crystal down be- gold silver and crystal down because it was my first pokemon experience we didn't i didn't play generation 1 first i don't think you did either Mm-mm. play generation 2 first but there's a lot of other Pokemon outside of the main series. Yes, Emerald. Uh, you know, I started thinking, well, you know, Gold, Silver, and Crystal is my favorite. Well, then there's Emerald with its palace boss music, which was just like, whoa, when I first heard that, which I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And then, wow, you know, there's a lot of good music in Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. But then there's really good music in Black and White, Black and White 2 and 2. Well, I'm like, all right, I got to pick one. So Gold, Silver, Crystal. But then... I thought about Mystery Dungeon games. And I'm like, how can I forget about the Mystery Dungeon games? Yes, in Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon, there is a few really good tracks. But in Mystery Dungeon Blue and Red, 
Uh, and the list goes on and on of the good music in this game. But the one that sticks out to me the most, of course, is Sky Tower. When I got to that, and you know, you're playing essentially on a white cloud. The dungeon is a white cloud. And you got this bump, 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 it's like, what is this? How did this? How has this showed up in this game? How how did they do this? This isn't even a main series game. Yeah, this is one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life. And then you get to the summit where they slow the music down. I'm like, how are they pulling this shit off? <laughs> uh, I I I just I just oh my god, and of course you know. One of my favorite Pokemon at the time, and probably still to this day, Groudon, Kyogre, and Rayquaza. Yeah. You play the Sky Tower only to get to Rayquaza. The whole... So, you have this music and the Summit music, which is a remix of the first music, and then you get to your my favorite Pokemon of all time. I mean, how can that not just be ingrained in your mind forever? It's hard to have it not. Yeah. Uh, that's... That's uh, that's that's the music I like. Sonic and Knuckles, Echo, um, Pokemon while I'm playing the game. That's not music that I'd listen to, that I go out of my way to listen to. Yes, there was a series of time where I would listen to maybe the top five music that I thought in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue Team. Uh, that those days are behind me. I don't listen to that separately. I imagine if uh, you know Pokemon Mystery Blue, I, you know that game is really challenging. We need to we need to have like a podcast where we talk about talk about our greatest gaming achievements. Where I will revisit that game. Yeah, maybe that'll be an idea for another time. I don't oh, know. absolutely. Um, that uh, that game is really hard. I may never play it again. It was very tempting. It was very tempting to buy it on the Wii U Virtual Console. I didn't do it, but I was like, hmm, all that music. Oh, Sky Tower. Ooh. But I didn't do it. Was that on the yeah, Wii think, Virtual Console? I think it was. I think it was for a while. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, but I didn't buy it. I really was tempted to buy it because I knew that those memories would would come flooding back. Um, it would be hard count because Super Mystery Dungeon exists, and I 100%ed that game with hundreds of more Pokemon in there, the ability to catch them all. No fooling around, just straight business. And to go back to much more challenging, doesn't look as good, Generation 3, Pokemon Blue, I'm like, I really don't want to go back Yeah. to something that's vastly inferior to a game I just played. Yeah, that's understandable. But the music, uh, you know, hey. Yeah, it might draw you back in. Yeah, it's like a fish hook hanging down there. Yeah. <laughs> really good looking worm, and I'm the fish. So, yeah. Anyway, often not to do it. And I probably saved a lot of lot of lot of hours of my time, lot of hours of my life um, that I get to keep because uh, I didn't buy that game <laughs> again um, until the next one comes out. Uh, now, Cal, I don't know if you, do you have anything to to add. I do have I do have a list here of games that I've I have listened to recent a list of music songs that I have listened to recently uh, that have really meant a lot to me that. Um, when I wasn't playing the game, that I've okay. gone beyond it. So I don't know if you want to add anything to uh, what's impacted you. Um, well, I guess like like I said before, um, you know, New Bark Town and uh, Lavender Town really stand out to me um, as you know tracks that I feel like impacted me a bit. 
Um, obviously, you talked about the Twilight Princess scene. Um, that impacted me. Um, Earthbound, obviously, with you know the whole soundtrack, it just kind of brings you to a, a weird place, and that's exactly what the game is. Um, games that have kind of like stood out um, and kind of, I don't know, kind of gave me a weird feeling, even though there's not much to them. Uh, Tetris, which is kind of a weird one. Yeah. Just super catchy. Yep. Um, Columns. I think has a very uh, royal sound to it. Okay, I forgot all about comms, but you know, I uh, I listen to. Da, na, 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 na. Uh, I'm almost almost starting to do Doomsday from Sonic Three and Knuckles there. It's funny you bring both those up because they have similar, you know, get faster. Yeah, very more, similar. More as the field has more and more gems or Tetris Tetris uh, blocks you have to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think of uh, you know another song like it's fast, uh, Baby Park. I think of that. Oh my god! I hate it. Get out of here! With I that. hate Baby Park, but the track is so frantic, it just it fits. It does, doesn't it? It's perfect. I like uh, I like Shroom Ridge from uh, Mario Kart DS. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I can't um, remember though. You know what? I I can't come to me. But there's also Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road from awesome. uh, '64 Double Dash. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's also, uh, I hate that song and love it at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> Baby Park though. Yeah, it does fit. It fits very nicely. But yeah, yeah I hate it. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, WarioWare has great soundtrack. Um, yeah, very funky music, right? Yeah, they'll get stuck in your head, and it's very. Uh, very weird music. It's go, not go things that. Mike. Yeah, that's what I was actually <laughs> thinking in my head. Yeah, so I remember uh, Emmy, our sister. She had uh, WarioWare touched, and that was one game. That was one that I remember that she used to get stuck in her head, um, and just so happened that it would get stuck in our heads as well. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> go go, Mike. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's uh, there's that. Um, you know, I think of uh, Pac-Man Adventure uh, 2. Um, trying to think what that, uh, that, that just slipped my mind what that is. You it's, know, I actually was thinking about that earlier in the podcast, too. Yeah. Uh, but I can't I can't, I can't, I have to look that up because I can't, I don't remember that. But I was trying to think of what, what music was showing up in that game. And I yeah. think it's fairly charming. I think so too, yeah. And we're we are going to definitely have a episode dedicated to that game as a whole, um, eventually. Um, so yeah, that that game is very look, interesting. Look. Yeah, but the music, if I remember correctly, uh, based on what I remember, um, it was actually really impressive um, and really good and really charming and really, um, you know, it was, it was catchy. It had like that kind of you know catchiness to it. Yeah. Um, another one I think of is uh, uh, Balloon Battle, or no, not Balloon Battle, Balloon Fight. You know, I know that from Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's from uh, Balloon Fight. Okay. Um, so that sticks out to me as uh, you know, a, a good soundtrack. It's not necessarily one that impacted me or anything. Um, so that that, but that you know, is something that stands out to me. Um, Mario, um, Super Mario Land. On the original Game Boy, has an, a, a phenomenal soundtrack. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard no, that or not. No, uh, it's it's phenomenal. It's it's very weird. 
it has like some uh, like classical music mixed in there too, uh, which is neat. Um, really unique soundtrack though, um, in terms of bless you, in terms of uh, <laughs> the first sneeze on our podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, it uh, <laughs> it um, it just has a unique soundtrack compared to the other uh, games, and I actually remember that because when uh, me and John used to play The Last of Us. Uh, I had a little USB uh, soundboard that I used to plug my original uh, Game Boy into when I was the last player um, on the the field. Like I was the last person on my team, <laughs> so all you hear is, you know, and it's like I'm just sitting in a corner and I'm the last person, and people are just like, you know, oh come on, he's just please playing a game, <laughs> or like I'll I'll get it stuck to the last like sequence because when you get to the end levels, it's like it goes like it goes like some weird like you know yeah. thing. It's like just keeps going again and again and again. It's trying to select like your award, and if you don't click it, it'll just keep going. Right. So I'm just sitting in a corner, you know, and then you click it and or whatever. Um, but that that's phenomenal. Uh, really funny memories with that. Um, Super Mario World obviously has great music. Like you know when you clear the stage. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, <laughs> Kirby. Yeah. yeah. Kirby. Kirby's another one. Another one that has you know really a really strong soundtrack. Um, I don't think it's the strongest Nintendo soundtrack, but that's, once again, that's kind of like, it, it fits the area. It's like, you know, very kind of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of, I consider that music kind of like sparkly. I feel like the music in like Mario, Super Mario U is more like bubbly. Okay. Where Kirby is sparkly. Uh, that probably it's does not really lighthearted. Yeah. It's really lighthearted. Um, there's some good tracks from Kirby in uh, Amazing Mirror. Uh, level nine, I think it is, and that's another thing I didn't think I'd be talking about. Uh, another song I don't think I'd be talking about. Or I'd, I'd uh, hum it for you guys, like everything else that we've talked about. Yeah, I tried not to. <laughs> um, that one's really good. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Sparkly is probably a decent way to put it. it. You know, an easy game for a very easygoing soundtrack. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Um, man, there's just I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, I'm th- trying to think back of all the games I've played. I mean, obviously we had a a ton of games on Genesis. Um. You know, I remember like that uh, F one twenty two game or whatever, like da 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 da. I don't even, I can't remember it fully, um, but that kind of brings you in like a, I don't know, or when you crash and it shows like your, it has like a memorial for like your pilot or yeah. whatever. It's like kind of depressing. It's like, well, you know, shit. Like yeah. I feel like crap. I yeah. used up all my missiles and now I'm screwed. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, I don't know. It's it's just like there's certain games that have like soundtracks that you just kind of remember and um with with genesis i mean because that was kind of our first system really i mean i just remember a lot of uh a lot of the songs from there um i could probably go on and on uh, about the the different songs in the games from that i mean you have bubble and squeak which i'm sure had oh, some yeah. kind of you know crazy yep music i've sought uh that music on on YouTube before. Uh, that is a really obscure game. It is. That's one of the ones that we may have rented and kept. Uh, <laughs> I'm not advocate. I'm not saying we stole something, but we may have stole something. I don't it, know. it was free uh, Sega Genesis cartridge day. So Yeah, I don't know how we got in touch with that. That may have had what happened. I'm not sure. But I, I think but, we you know, probably did. What is that? Video Star or whatever? That, you know, I don't even think it had a, a popular 
video rental name. It was just the local it was, Yeah, it was one. just video stars, and yeah. They, they have just been selling out. It's like, ooh, another game you haven't played before. I'll take that, yoink. Yeah. I don't think we stole it, in all seriousness. But uh, the uh, music in that is is kind of charming, too, if I remember correctly. So, like I said, I have sought it out before, maybe maybe a year or two ago. Okay. Um, it probably wasn't all that great when I listened to it, or if even I was able to find it. But it was, uh, yeah, it's it's, yeah. It's pretty good. Man, I feel like a lot of these games, because um, I think eventually one of the goals for a little spinoff series that I am planning on having, um, a lot of it's going to be with Sega Genesis games, and we'll probably go through our entire library and talk about them. Uh, I feel like with some of these games, maybe Bubble and Squeak, we might have to find uh, an emulator or something, because I don't think the Genesis works anymore, just to kind of refresh on what these games even play like. Yeah. Because um, I honestly, I, I remember bits and pieces of bubble and squeak i don't really remember the soundtrack that much yeah but that was one of those uh obscure games and i'm almost 100 percent sure we stole that that game <laughs> so oh, man. i hope i hope not but <laughs> um tasmanian devil had some interesting uh soundtrack in it yeah um the mexico music is yeah maybe kind of racist i'm not putting a whole lot of effort into that because it gets really yeah, you know, mariachi band. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Street Fighter. That was one that yeah. uh, is excellent. You know, the the uh, I was the like, Guile theme or whatever. People like Guile's theme. I always like Balrog's theme the best. Oh yeah, it's going. Yeah, but it's not one of the more famous ones. But I like no. It. But I think just it's very as Las a whole, Vegas though. Yeah, yeah. As a whole, I think that game has a phenomenal soundtrack though. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I love the. The whole soundtrack in that game, and um, you know the different uh, awful like uh, voices that you hear, like, <laughs> India, yeah, oh my god, Japan, USSR, that's right, Japan, yeah, USSR, <laughs> Japan. <laughs> um, that that always cracks me up. Um, man, uh, there's a, a certain scene. This is kind of jumping back uh, to uh, Mario Odyssey um, when you're in the city. Uh, that's really a good area that's a great tribute to the series and that music is phenomenal there jump up superstar is very good um both japanese and english versions are excellent um man there's i mean there's so much i, I could sit here all day and, and name soundtracks um but in terms of the ones that affected me um earthbound definitely um i think the first like the very first time i realized i was kind of like self-aware of like this uh you know, this music has implications of things that are going on was probably Pokemon. I think that's probably the earliest instance where I'm like, this is uh, actually take that back. That's that might not be the earliest. The earliest was Oregon Trail. Oh, no. Um, and that was that wasn't necessarily music. Wait in a minute. A way. Is, that, is this the this is not the, like the iconic Oregon Trail. Right? This is the one we had, right? Version 5 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the one with like yeah. the real looking people. See, when someone died in that game, yeah, that creeped me out. Like the dun-dun! Like when we heard that. <laughs> Ford the river or whatever, yeah. Or, uh, you know, uh, so-and-so has cholera or something like that. It's like the river is 10 feet deep. What are you going to do? Ah, just go ahead. <laughs> And then it's like, dun, dun, you lost all your supplies and like five of your people died. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Like when you, cause you and Emmy used to play that. Yeah. 
Oh no. Yeah, you and Emmy used to play that. Whenever that song would come on, I would I would secretly kind of just leave the room. I'm like, I don't want to flash this anymore. This this is way more serious. Or it's like, dead, dead. Someone just got shot when you were killing that buffalo. <laughs> it was awful. Um. So yeah, that that. Oh my god. Yeah, that. Uh, that was one of those instances. I don't know if that came because I my timeline is all jacked up in terms of when we had our game consoles and PC. Yeah, I don't know what we had first because I always say that my first 3D game was Jimmy Neutron on the PlayStation Two. But did we play uh, Buzz Lightyear before we played Jimmy Neutron on the uh, PC? Hmm. I have yeah, no idea. We had that old Dell computer and because then we also had Star Wars. We had NASCAR. You know the you know Na- obviously yeah, yeah, Pod NASCAR. Racer. Mm. So that always kind of confuses me. So I don't know really know what my first instance. That was one of them. Uh, and I remember I had because I was at a birthday party and I was uh, it was at like the the falls and you had a baseball game that day yeah and we came home it was storming outside we're playing Oregon Trail uh, in the dining room that was back when it was in that back corner and I just remember hearing dun, dun. I'm like no I'm done <laughs> <laughs> just can't do it um, but but that game had uh, music in there that I'm sure it probably wasn't designed for the Oregon Trail yeah. but. It made you feel like you were living back then in a way. Yeah. Some weird, weird-ass way. Things could turn bad really quickly. In that oh, yeah. That game was complete bullshit. It, yeah. Yeah. If you start out as a teacher instead of a doctor, <laughs> you'll get like five miles and lose immediately. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. So that, that game is pretty freaking hilarious. And that is, uh, you know, that's, I mean, it's some good music in there. Um, that stands out to me as uh, as something that impacted me for sure because it just I mean sure scared me shitless. That's in a way. great. That's great. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Lavender Town though. Um, just going back to that real quick. Uh, that was the first time where I stepped foot in there, and I'm like, something really eerie is going on, and I don't really like it. I'm kind of yeah. a little bit scared. Yeah. About what's going on because it, it's almost like. Almost feels like spirits are kind of floating around you, and it's like, uh, and then you go there, and there's like that. I mean, there's obviously the big grave tower, mm-hmm. right? But I think in the older versions, they didn't include this in the the Let's Go games. There's actually a smaller area where it has tombstones in. It has like a note to the Pokemon's or the the note to the Pokemon, like you know, you know, we really miss you or whatever. It says I can't remember. Yeah, it's a it's yeah grave. It's a essentially a graveyard inside a building. Yeah, for Pokemon. Pokemon had, had actually died, so that's not in the Let's Go games. No, that it, like the big tower that has like all the the graves like around it yeah. that's in there. You can't click on any of them and, and read what it is. But I remember there was a smaller one. I know what you're talking um, about where it's kind of just like a small little row you could yeah. read, and there's like people are like you know oh, why did they have to leave me so soon? And it's, yeah, it's it's it can like combined with the music, it's like okay, this is. This was a kids game like a little while ago, and now it's really serious, and it's yeah. it's sad. Um, and it's like kind of like when you go to like uh, Azalea Town, where it's like you know the music's pretty happy, but then you're realizing that Team Rocket is chopping off Slowpoke's tails and just kind of leave them there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slowpoke's losing their tails during that. So it's kind of like uh, that's that's like. I don't know. It, it's it kind of causes like a cool effect there, because um, you're not really expecting it. Yeah. So it's uh, I don't know. There's the, 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 I think Lavender Town. though certainly is is one that really impacted me, and New Bar Town is one that really impacted me. And um, I mean, I'm sure there's so many other examples. It's 
it's weird because you know you, you think about things um you think about these, these these games with these songs and then you know you go to talk about it and it's like well crap like i have like a, a huge fault of uh of things here like of examples and <laughs> various things where it's kind of hard to, to just pick a couple yeah uh there are uh songs that um you know I, i've already said that there is a limit to how many things i'll listen to when i think i'm getting tired of a song um recently i talked about lawrence from bloodborne earlier listening to that the first time with headphones like wow this is incredible ludwig from bloodborne is one of the more famous songs from souls born uh and i would listen to that a couple times when i was just playing rocket league or whatever to have some background music and I'm like wow this is really getting me pumped up so you know it's impactful that way um uh, the Abyss Watchers from Dark Souls 3, way slower than those two songs, or, or kind of, you know, calmer in a way, uh, certainly compared to Ludwig. And I was like, wow, this is really, you know, kind of a sad song for uh, for a boss. And I guess you could say that's for, for Gwyn's theme too. It's kind of sad in a way for a fairly intense fight, especially when you're first playing it. But listening to it, this is kind of weird. Like, I didn't realize how good the song was until way later. Like, I haven't played that in a single player in Dark Souls 3 for months. But uh, for every reason, it started gathering steam. And when I'm listening to it, I'm like, wow, this is, this is really nice. Um, I have something here. This is kind of an obscure game, too. Ristar from Sega Genesis. Um. Zone 4 has a lot to do with, it's kind of ironic. Well, it's not ironic, but it fairly easy predictable. There's This this uh, level 4 is based on, like, sound and trumpets, and uh, it's like Planet Sonata. And hmm. in my opinion, uh, Act 1 and Act 2 have the best music in the game. This 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 uh, this zone, this focuses around music. Just yeah. happens to have, uh, you know, boom, 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 bam, 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 bam. You recognize that at all? It sounds familiar. Yeah, and then on parade is is even better than that. It's the that uh, do di da is four ones music, and on parade is four twos music. Um, there's just something so it's, it's an obscure game, but it's a gem hidden away in uh, in it that I don't know. It just makes me feel good. That's all I can say. It's just uh, there's upbeat songs and it's just it's just pleasant to listen to. Um, I talk about Echo One and Echo Two. Echo Two, Echo One, I don't really have any um, connection to nostalgia wise. I played it way late. I actually never beat it because the last uh, levels, the machine, Welcome to the Machine, is just is so ridiculously hard. It's it's just uh, I didn't give up on it because I will go back to it at some point, but. It's not fun. Music in that's pretty good, though. Uh, the music in that is is just crazy creepy. Two is more. Echo two is more refined. Echo one is is still very good. Uh, it, but I think when you listen to the whole Echo two and you go to Echo one, you know which one's older than the other. Yeah. Echo two just sounds so much better. I'm not saying the music itself, the actual composition, is better than Echo one. There's some absolute absolute gems in Echo one. Uh, it's just as atmospheric as Echo 2's music. Uh, it just goes back to 
you know, you're underwater and really you know, being, being underwater should give you a sense of a apprehension, some anxiety. You can't breathe and your plan is this dolphin that needs to go up for air. Yeah. At least in the middle of the game. For most of the game, you have to go up for air. And in some of these levels where the music gets really creepy, you can't surface for air. You know, you not necessarily need to surface for air. You, you just have a health bar, not an air bar, but, um, it, it adds that intensity. Um, so Echo 1, Echo 2, I mentioned I mentioned again, it's one of the few soundtracks I've listened to for both games, even though I don't have nostalgia for Echo 1 from start to finish, just to get the feel for it. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I just wanted to go through some ringtones I have uh, for you guys, uh, you know, our sister, Cal, mom and dad. Um, uh, it, uh, for, for mom, I always have Mystic Cave Zone from Sonic 2, the two-player version, for whatever reason. Okay. That just really fits with mom for some for some reason. <laughs> Mystic Cave Zone Zone 2 from Sonic 2. Uh, Scrap Brain, I think that's for our sister. Uh, I may have something else, but I think when we played Sonic 1, which is Scrap Brain is the last level in Sonic 1, if you don't count, count the uh, final zone. Uh, Dad's was always Labyrinth Zone, which I think it's either Desert Palace from Sonic 3 multiplayer for Dad or Labyrinth Zone. Starlight was kind of always my favorite, and Scrap Brain was always Emmy's favorite. Okay. Uh, so that's why it kind of lines up that way. Um, and my alarm in the morning is the Majora's Mask boss music. I thought that's what that was. Yeah, so that Majora's Mask boss music, when I first, I first, I, you know, I don't think Go is not the first boss in the game, but he he's like this goat thing he's like this four-legged thing and you like you're like the goron and you have to spin up in that goron spike ball to hurt go and while you're racing around this track you know it's got the music bumped bumped bump 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 so you're like chasing them down it, it fits really well yeah and for whatever reason I made that my alarm, and I've never learned to hate that song. Wow, I I like hearing that song, huh? I I can't explain it. I like hearing. I just I remember I remember when I first played Majora's Mask, which was uh I think off the Wii's, just like Ocarina of Time, just off the Wii's uh, virtual console. And when I got that song, I'm like, this is really peppy. It's like I'm actually there, chasing down this guy with my go yeah. I love that Goron ball thing in Majora's Mask, first of all. I love that boss because I, I never played a boss like where I have to chase him down. There's actually something similar to, uh, no, I wouldn't say that. I was going to say there's a Dark Souls boss, I think, uh, on Dead Chariot or whatever that is, but it's not really that similar. Yeah. Um, and I, I, for whatever reason, that, that song just is so, I, it's, it's hard to explain. It just works as an alarm. Yeah. Better than what a lot of people I don't think a lot of people do this. Sometimes it's a it's kind of like a meme to have the sonic drowning music as an alarm. Oh god. But that's like that's not how you want to <laughs> wake up. I was actually going to mention that too. Yeah. Um, that music. Yeah, but that's not how you want to wake up. No. But no. get panic. Almost like, you know, bump 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 bump. It's got it's got like that uh like a like you're chasing down It doesn't sound very western. But it's like it's like you're chasing down someone on a horse. It's very hard to explain. 
Yeah. Like it, like an old Western where you're shooting guns, but you're riding on horses and you're shooting bad guys. I, I don't know. It, it makes me feel like getting up and not resent the morning. Yeah. That's that's all I can say. Uh, you know, it's better than uh, dad's uh, time to get up for school. Oh, God. Time to get up for school. Uh, yeah, so, I stopped appreciating that when I had to actually get up for school. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Or the. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could hear that all the way down the hall. That's right, yeah. And it would go on for a while. It's like, this is just pure torture. Oh, God. We have come a long way from that. Oh, Jesus, yeah. My happy place. You know, morning's going to be a pain in the ass anyway, but this song makes it a little bit better for whatever reason. Man, yeah, I don't have game music set to any of my stuff really um i can't oh i oh i forgot to uh you can keep going but i didn't tell what uh the people what uh what your oh what's mine is. yours is for sacred realm from skyward sword for some reason sacred realm i don't know if because you know the sake or silent realm silent you know realm, okay boom boom you haven't played the game Ugh. i know yeah i haven't really played it i played like the first dungeon but yeah well your Ferrore, that area is kind of like Farron Woods. It's very green. It's a wooded area. I think your favorite color was green. And so I'm like, hey, this song is like from the green level. I don't know. It's yeah. Just doing simple math, I guess. I don't know yeah. what's going on there. But that's yours. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Um but no, no. Um yeah, I don't I don't really have any uh like game music set. Uh I don't really remember a time when I did, to be honest with you. Um I remember I used to like record like songs on the radio and set that as a ringtone back in the day. It'd be some weird ass distorted version of of like a song that you know you don't really get the right uh, you know portion of it. Yeah. Um, I've had I think I've had maybe anime songs set to my ringtone, but in terms of like my favorite gaming music, I considered putting some Earthbound ringtones on mine because you can get them through the you know the iTunes store or whatever. So I consider doing that, but it's like I don't know. I haven't I haven't done that yet. I'm sure at some point I will. Um, it's not like they're expensive. It's like you know fifty cents or whatever. It's yeah, not a big deal. Um, but I don't know. I, for whatever reason, I never have. Um, and considering how how much you know, I think you know I like you know video game music uh, a decent amount, especially you know the older chiptune style music. I think it's perfect for uh, for ringtones. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't done that yet. So I think I, I, you know, I, I did hear that alarm because I used to, back when I worked second shift, I used to stay up till like, God knows when three o'clock all the time, which is when I would wake up. Yeah. And I'd hear it. And then that alarm would go off for some reason. Uh, you know, the computer would turn on in here. I don't know why. Whenever that alarm would go off, that computer would go dong, and everything would power well, on. Okay. Don't Could know why. It. Hell of a vibration coming from that thing, so I don't know. Yeah, so I, I listen to that. I'm like, I always thought, like, because I'm always kind of tired around that area, so I never really asked. I never really thought to ask you what that was from. Yeah, because I haven't played Majora's Mask all the way through, which I really need to do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've I've, I've heard that, and I'm like, that sounds like something from Zelda. It kind of sounds similar to, um, some of the music in Breath of the Wild when you're fighting against Guardians. So I'm like, is that that? Uh, but it sounds slightly different. I'll have to check that out too. Whenever I play that game, uh, I'll recognize it right away. Yeah. There's no, there's no hiding that from me. Mm -hmm. I may have listened listen to that more, that song more times, at least the first part of it, more than any other song ever. Yeah. 
So that's that's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of why when I thought of this topic, I feel like you made the most sense to talk about this too. Um, because, you know, you do have your ringtone set and I knew you had like, you know, certain ringtones. I didn't know you had different ones for each person. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, you don't hear them that often just because we, you know, texting is, is easier than phone calls, I think. Yeah. And I, I barely ever, you know, talk on the phone and I don't really text that much either yeah. to be honest. So, um, yeah, because I, I, as long as I remember, even when we had our old flip phones, you had uh, like game music set up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I had Starlight Zone, Scrap Brain, uh, Labyrinth Zone. These are all songs from Sonic 1 Yeah, on that phone almost immediately. As soon as I could figure out how to do it, I would have those somewhere in there. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have any uh, – I don't know if I have anything left in terms of uh, – in terms of the <laughs> the music, so do you ever look up on YouTube like a song? Like you get a, almost like a craving for a song. When I played Mario Odyssey, I looked up "Jump Up Superstar," um, and I'd play it on the on the way home from work sometimes. Yeah, just because when I think when I listen to that music, it reminds me. You haven't played uh, Odyssey yet, but that, when they play that music, the thing that happens during that song is really cool. Like, it's, like, a really awesome tribute to, like, you know, the original Mario. Um, and it's it's incredible. I mean, you have to kind of see it to yeah. really understand what I mean. Um, but it's just, I don't know. That music combined with what's going on screen, it's, that, it's my favorite part of the game. Like, that is, like, if I had to pick one part of the game to replay over and over again, that's the one I want to replay. Yeah. It's awesome. Um Sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll want to listen to like Zelda music. Um, so I'll do that. Uh, you know, I have an Ocarina of Time CD, but sometimes I'll just pull something up on YouTube and, you know, at like traffic lights or whatever, I'll hit like the, you know, call back. Yeah. Um, I think for a little while I listened to um, punch out music just because, you know, with Smash Bros, you kind of hear like, you know, a version of that. Um, what's it called? The. Uh, Trying to think of that, what the remix version? Well, I'm trying to think what the the normal song is called. It's like the mm. premiere or something. Or... Uh, yeah, like premiere circuit. Or yeah, something that's like right. That. Yeah, yeah, premiere circuit, um, which is you know obviously a classic song, um, and you know I do get the feeling for that. Um, Fallout uh, 76 when that that came out, someone actually live streams the radio station in that game, so you can actually pull that up and it'll play the uh the radio station so you can just plug it into your car radio and it's playing through the songs um i listen to that quite a bit um that's that old 30s music right is that what is that what that yeah is? Okay. yes you'll hear like you know the whatever's playing uh online because everyone's radios are synced up yeah so whatever you're listening to everyone's at the same part that's neat it's it, yeah it's really cool so i think they probably still do it um like to this day but that was something i did a lot um you know, sometimes Skyrim music, uh, not so much anymore. Um, sometimes they'll play Breath of the Wild music. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot. Uh, I mean, do you ever end up playing anything in your, uh, your car? Do you have the aux port? Uh, I do have the aux. I do have, yeah, I do have the, uh, the drive for that. Okay. But no, I've actually, um, uh, 
forget it was some type of mp3 player i had put certain songs on some video games some you know regular stuff from bands and so forth but yeah i uh think about me and songs and music i don't really like I like I like the uh, thing about, I do listen to the radio. It's kind of like a love and hate relationship. Is that it's almost like a hunt, so to speak. Like you search for the channels and you find something you really like. Yeah. I don't want to listen to songs over and over again, and that. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess you could play. I can survive a trip from home to work without listening to any of my favorite video game songs. Yeah. And pretty much I could drive from home to work without any radio or whatever. I can listen to the engine the whole time. Yeah. In fact, sometimes in the morning I don't want to hear anything. I just want to be silent. For yeah, I get to that sometimes. Minutes. Yeah. So I don't play anything on my phone uh driving. I don't I don't get those cravings. I may I may want to listen to a song later in the evening sometimes, but yeah, I, I yeah. I'm in no rush to listen to music. Yeah. Um I I don't think I listen to game music too often. You know, if anything, I listen to podcasts when I'm in the car. I mean, yeah. that's just what I do. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times it's like, you know, Eagles podcasts or um, things not really relating to games. Um, because sometimes, like, I want to – I don't really like listening to gaming podcasts anymore. One, I think you kind of run the risk of duplicating, which is something I don't want to do. Yeah. You know, I like to have all my thoughts, my own thoughts. That's like when, you know, when you review games, you don't go look at other game reviews. That's just a, a slippery slope and yeah. it jacks you up. You have to play it and experience it and then write up what you experience. Yeah. Right? After the fact, if you want to see what other people's opinions are, that's great. Right. Um, but just at just to avoid um kind of like uh, you know, what one of our, our teachers used to say, he said that he could never be a good writer because he has he's read too many poems where it's like now his thoughts are kind of tainted in a way. He'll just be duplicating. Right. Um, so it's kind of like that. Um, so I I like to just listen to, you know, podcasts that don't really relate to a lot of my hobbies, so to say. I mean, obviously watching, you know, football is a hobby. Yeah. Um, but it, it keeps me kind of separate and gives me a break from games for a little while. Um but I do like having the option if I want to listen to you know game music. I think that's it's yeah. Cool. I mean the you'll you'll want to just you'll have. Like, I keep using the phrase craving. Yeah, if something pops in your head. Oh, you got to listen to this whole thing just to kind of satisfy that urge to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it it really depends what I'm playing. Like sometimes like I'll play a game I really like it and I'll be super into it and I'm like you know I need to to hear this. Like when I was playing Mario Kart Eight. You know, like the I can't remember the track name, but you know, like that the track where it starts playing the Mario Galaxy music when you get launched out of that tunnel. Yeah. Yep. Well, hearing that, I'm like, okay, I have to, I have to, you know, plug that up and. and listen I may to have that. had the same experience as you. I may have had the same. Experience. I may have had, you know, we're playing that game like, hmm, haven't listened to uh, Gusty Garden Galaxy, whatever it is. Yeah. In a long time, so I had to listen to it. Doesn't have the same effect to me nowadays, but still really good. Oh yeah, my favorite my favorite uh, video of that is um, when they're recording for I guess Mario Galaxy 2's soundtrack, and you see uh, Shigeru Miyamoto in there listening to. Yep, yep, yep. That's the awesome. only that's the only way to listen to that where he's just kind of shaking his head. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's fairly emotionless in that, but everyone realizes it's good too. Yeah. It's interesting dichotomy. It's like wow. Yeah. Like this is this is a video game. <laughs> like, yeah. 
yeah, it's 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 great. Yep. Um, so sometimes you know I'll have like the urge to do that. Um, you know, when I was playing Castlevania on the little uh, NES mini over here, um, I would put like the you know whole original soundtrack. Sometimes you know I'd plug it up and you know it's kind of takes me back to to being here and playing it. Um, but I don't know. It really it's it's just it's so. I don't know. It just kind of occurs sometimes. Um, and you know, I do like being able to kind of revisit that. And I, like I said before, it is kind of neat in a way where even though you're not playing the game, you can still find a way to almost enjoy it because of the thoughts that the song kind of are, you know, intertwined with. Yeah. And it gives the game enjoyment beyond the actual game because now you're using an element of that game in, you know, you know, outside of outside of the screen. So I I don't know. It's it's there's something cool about that to me. Um, you know, games that have that um that effect to them. Um, I think it just kind of gives the game a little extra element of enjoyment there. Uh, Castlevania is an interesting choice because I've listened to music that uh, from games I've never played before. Uh, you know, I think when I was watching when I was a little you know, a lot younger, like in high school and maybe early college, watching a lot of Angry Video Game Nerd. Yeah. Uh, he would talk a lot about Nintendo games, uh, Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Castlevania 3. And I listen to this music in these games, and I'd be like, what in the hell? This is amazing. Uh, and I could, like, like Castlevania 3 in particular. I thought 1 through 4 ha- has some really good music. And probably a lot of people like Castlevania 5 too, Symphony of the Night, but... Uh, three is my favorite because it has so many good songs in it. I think it has the most songs that really just kind of stick with me. Like, for example, I like Beginning better than I like uh, Vampire Hunter. Yeah. Uh, I've never even played. I have beaten Castlevania 1. I'll probably never play 2. I played 3 for a little bit, maybe a couple levels. Uh, fact is, I like I like uh, 3 better even though I've never beaten it. It's just because of the music that I've never uh been a part of in the level to hear just from other people playing in this case uh, AVGM. Yeah. Um, so I uh, there's other instances like that too. Um, Castlevania in particular, though, uh, you can kind of you can kind of play, you can kind of listen to the music and still experience the game, even though you've never played it before, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, it has that same type of Halloween type of intense, um, almost uh, Shovel Knight esque, or really Shovel Knight is ca- uh, Castlevania three esque in its music. You could say, uh, kind of intense, makes you want to keep going type thing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's funny. It, it keeps you how to keeps you going. Yeah, some of the, I think I may have mentioned this earlier. If not, I'll say it again. Some of the best bosses in Dark Souls three and Bloodborne have the best music. Uh, usually when bosses are the best bosses, they tend to be the harder bosses. So, yeah. uh, I like how, I'm not sure if this is a conscious choice. It may be, uh, from the, so- from software people, um, you know, people can get pretty frustrated with some of these things and how do you make them keep playing the boss over and over again? I think you obviously want to win and have the satisfaction of beating a really hard boss, but, uh, music may ha- have a subconscious uh, effect on you, and uh, because the music's really good, you're almost getting addicted to the fight. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's a uh, it can be used as a tool that way. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I was I had died to Madeira, I think, ten times first time playing it. Um, but I'm like, I just wanted to listen to more of this music, so you know, I'm not gonna be deterred whatsoever. So that still actually helps me nowadays when I help other people. It's like, yeah, I mean, this is a treat. You know, this difficulty is is satisfying to overcome, and it's a treat to play it while it's happening. Yeah, I mean that that actually you're bringing up the the, the boss fights and um, that actually just kind of jarred a, a thought into my head um like in legend of zelda when you fight uh you know like a monster or whatever or you fight like a you know a boss and it's your turn to attack i love how the music transitions to right yeah when you're getting close to a visceral or whatever they call that yeah like uh like diab uh no um it's a it's it's in the water temple in a Twilight Princess where you get on like the worm thing mm-hmm. and uh, you, you know you hook you get the hook shot in that level so you hook shot the worm I can't remember that boss's name I was gonna say Diabala but I think that's uh, boss number one in the forest temple or whatever it is but anyway yeah you uh yeah you claw shot that thing's eye and then like bump 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 bump, bump where you start hacking away at the eye yeah and then it goes back and it transitions back into yes like the song. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back to the regular boss music, right? Regularly scheduled program. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I just think that's like some you know auditorial excellence there, um, and it's I mean like th- it's sprinkled throughout all of those games really, um, just like you know the little things that they just focus so much on that you might not notice right away, but when you think about it, it's like, wow, like there is so much, you know, time and attention to detail that's put into this. And it really just makes the overall, uh, you know, product Experience just better polished. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's, uh, I mean, it, it's, that's just something that's, that's kind of cool to me. Um, you know, what, you know, these certain, you know, aspects of the game get kind of improved, uh, based on, you know, the, the time and effort that they took into, to making that like a, you know, well-oiled machine there so um but yeah i mean it's there's it, just i mean there's there's so many great <laughs> there's just so many great uh musical scores um you know sp- sprinkled throughout like you know generation to generation and um you know i i guess you know you're you're talking about you know castlevania and all that and and how you know i listen to it it's just kind of like going back to pokemon 2 it's like you know, with limited resources, it's pretty impressive, like how creative, you know, these people are and these artists and musicians, musicians and all that are, um, you know, learning this, this craft and being able to, you know, fit music pieces with levels and making them mesh well. Yeah. Cause you know, music takes up a lot of data, so you don't have a lot of time to screw around, I guess yeah. you'd say. I mean, everything you have to have is, is, has to be decent at least, uh, and to work on limited hardware is is, is really uh, was a challenge that was overcome a time and time again by a lot of different people. Yeah, especially on Pokemon. Yeah. So uh, I don't know about you, but um, I am I'm starting to to run out of gas here and run out of things to to say. Um, but I guess I guess my final verdict here is that. Um, you know, I think that music should be talked about a little bit more when it's, you know, deservingly so, uh, whether that be good or bad. And um, I think that, you know, 
music that is really great and music that's you know incorporated so well um even though sometimes it might be incorporated so well you don't notice it i think that it should still be talked about and rewarded um and praised um for its implementation um whether that be for you know uh cinematic purposes or just overall i guess enjoyment purposes yeah if the music's not good then you know i or just kind of just a placeholder just something to be there to give a little bit of life to the game while you're going in between these open world areas um you know you don't have to talk about it all that much uh what i wanted to do is just give a few recommendations okay for people to listen to because i don't know some of these soundtracks no matter how good they are when you play the game could be a little exhausting listening to them just the way they are yeah uh you know a lot of these songs especially in sonic there's only a you know 60 second loop you don't necessarily want to listen to three minutes of that uh when you're not playing the game it, yeah it can wear it can wear on you so uh from sonic um i would suggest you know checking out special stage hydrosity act two uh ice cap one or two i think they're pretty similar uh big arm that is uh one of the bo- one of the boss musics in there uh and doomsday sky sanctuary uh maybe lava wreath lava reef uh act one or two or both that's probably the best well there's also marble garden the whole soundtrack is what you really want to listen to but <laughs> maybe not all at once but uh for echo uh, sea of Darkness, Tides of Time, Fin to Feather. Sea of Darkness, Tides of Time, Fin to Feather. Check those check those songs out. There's more. Uh, like I said, if I can, I am not someone to listen to a soundtrack from beginning to end. And uh, you may be able to, uh, but Echo, was to, Echo 2 was an exception. And uh, maybe for you too, even though you've never played that game before. So Yeah. Um, uh, Pokemon, you can't go wrong. You've got sky tower in mystery dungeon blue there's also the uh what's that desert level the it's not the grand canyon maybe it's the great canyon um that's that's a good place to start um yeah the other songs i mentioned in pokemon gold 2 the lance fight lance slash red fight uh, check those out. Um, Legendary Dog uh, Pokemon Battle from Gold, Silver, Crystal, which Ooh. is different than the other Pokemon Battle music in the Johto region. The mm-hmm. uh, list goes on and on. Uh, again, for Bloodborne Dark Souls 3, maybe you can just check that out. Lawrence Ludwig for Bloodborne, uh, Abyss Watchers, Medir for Dark Souls 3. Uh, just check it out. Maybe uh, listen to those songs, and if you haven't played those games before, it may inspire you to give it a shot because there's there's quite a bit of good there. Yeah. Uh, on parade, do di da for Ristar. These songs are just upbeat. They just kind of fit no matter what your what your plan is. Uh, that's really all for me. There's there's more, of course. I can go on and on, but um, that I would I would check out check out those songs see what we're talking about when we're kind of humming them to ourselves, whistling them to ourselves. Bowser's Road for Super Mario 64. I would uh, just check those out, see, expose yourself to them, see if you like them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, that's great. That's a good touch um, because, I mean, there's there's so many different games that come out. And, you know, if, if you guys stumble across this episode and you made it this far and you guys have your own game music suggestions, heck, 
put them put them somewhere. Put them on the YouTube comment section. Uh, you can put them in a in an Apple Podcast review. You can contact us on Twitter at Game Opinions. I mean, it, the list goes on in terms of how many different ways you can contact us. You can contact us on on GamePinions.net. It, it it just goes on and on. Um, and heck, you know, I I have a lot of time on my hands. A lot of a lot of time. So. Um, you know, I'll definitely give it a listen and, and give you my opinion of it. So, um, I think, I think that's all I have for today. Uh, I don't, are you, uh, I think we're, uh, good for the night here. Okay. Well, you guys can find Game Opinions on Apple podcast, Google podcast, Stitcher radio. Uh, I always forget these other ones, Castbox, Spotify, uh, just basically your favorite uh, podcast application um, you guys can find us on there and you can also find us on uh, YouTube as well uh, five star reviews or even positive or negative feedback really help the show out a lot and uh, man we really appreciate you guys listening in um, you know we definitely uh, sorry about last week not being available but stuff happens and uh, I think that Uh, We more than made up for it with this episode today. So thank you guys so much for listening in, and I hope you guys have a 